Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. I got an update on our uh, buddy Barry Cooper. He is in a bad way right now after having turned himself in to the police down in Texas. We'll uh, let you know what's going on with him. But Johnson is joining us here. Normally, Gardner Goldsmith is with us tonight. He is conspicuously uh, conspicuously absent, so hopefully he's all right. Normally, he gives us a heads up uh, if he's not going to make it in. So, uh, Johnson, what are you doing here in New Hampshire? Normally, you live in uh, Connecticut. Uh, well, I was just coming up to uh, join the Independence Day festivities, go on a little hike of Mount Monadnock, and uh, just hang out. So you couldn't stay away for even a week's time, basically. I well, mean, and, and I was very happy to be coming back up. I uh, got a ride up with Hannah, mm-hmm. uh, who was coming back up, so I said, hey, can I uh, tag along? And you so graciously offered me a place to stay, so I, uh, you know... <laughs> No cost trip, uh, no cost, uh, you know, we, another weekend vacation to Keene. An excuse to be I could not uh, give that up. So, yeah, it is a good time to be up here, and hopefully some of our listeners will be able to come up and check the place out if they didn't make it up to Pork Fest. Always a good idea if you're coming up to New Hampshire, by the way, to announce yourself in advance, so to, to show up on one of the varied New Hampshire Liberty Forum type things that are around and kind of introduce yourself, let folks know you're coming, and then they can get together with you. I want to say a commentary. You know, I was talking at Porkfest. I think that there needs to be some sort of, we have a spring event and a summer event for uh, Liberty Gatherings. There needs to be some sort of fall and winter event. Uh, for Liberty Forum is a winter. Liberty winter. Forum yeah, is, is spring. It's, it actually occurs, it's after March 22nd, correct? So that's, that's actually the beginning of spring. And when you fall and uh, you step on and, ice, fall, and fall down on the pavement, it's, it's winter. Well, okay, sure, technically, but it's actually spring. And just like the, uh, uh, you know, Porkfest is actually the very beginning of summer. So I think, I think that, another event anyway. is a fine idea. I had thought about doing something like that in the past, and it's just like, you know, I don't want to handle organizing anything like well, that. Well, I was thinking, I just want, I need to make it back up here again for the Pumpkin Festival, uh, you know, in Keene. So. Well, I thought it would be really cool to have an event uh, happening in Keene, like something to specifically bring the uh, the Liberty people here. I mean, we had a good, mm-hmm. we had a good turnout after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. By the way, for those that don't know, we're talking about the Free State Project, which is a movement that brings like-minded, liberty-oriented people all together into the same place. Uh, New Hampshire was the chosen place. We've got over 10,000 people that have pledged to make the move. Uh, Hundreds of them have already made the move. And so every year there are these yearly events that go on that encourage people to come up and see the state and meet some of those very people that we're talking about. And they're really great events. Uh, But I don't think the Free State Project will do a third event. This would have to be something separate, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. So I thought that it would be really cool if we could get people up into the Keene area for fall and have some sort of a, I don't know, camping event or what it would right. be. I mean, like the Liberty Forum, the wintertime event that we were talking mm-hmm. about is in a hotel, which is a good place to be during the winter. Uh, and it's kind of, you know, kind of cooped up in a hotel, and it's a good time. It's really a blast to be there. The uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival happens during the summer, but in the summer in uh, New Hampshire, it's pretty nice at night, like, especially when it happens mm-hmm. uh, when it does, which is right at the very beginning of summer. So it hadn't gotten into the hottest right. part of summer yet. <laughs> I was very, very happy about that. And so at nighttime, I was putting on jeans mm-hmm. uh, because it was a little chilly. So, uh, so you'd probably have to do something, I would guess, early fall because mm-hmm. the... The, the summertime event is early summer, so maybe like right in the very beginning of fall. Right. And then, of course, that makes it more difficult if you're going to do a camping event because you're competing with all the leaf peepers because people come up here right. for the purposes of 
camping and, and going outdoors and things like that. So that makes it even more difficult to find a campground and that kind of thing. You'd have to do it on like private property, something that maybe one of the activists owns, for instance. What I thought was would be also cool but would never be able to happen would be the original uh, location for Porkfest was Gunstock. And that location state was state campground. Right, but it was also a ski lo- or a ski area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that would be kind of cool if there was like a skiing event, but at the same time that would be impossible because well, it would be way too busy with other people. Yeah. You should put that together though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Barry Cooper, let's talk about what's going on with him uh, because not everything is happening in New Hampshire and there's a lot going on in the rest of the world and uh, Barry is one of our favorite people. Uh, we've been uh, paying attention to him a lot on the program over the years. We've had him on the show. And he's actually come up to visit New Hampshire before he spoke at a Liberty Forum. So here's the latest on his situation from rawstory.com. As you may know, his uh, wife had her child, one of her children, taken away from her as a result of uh, Barry going and doing his cop busters thing, where he essentially sets up the police in order to prove how corrupt they are. He gives them opportunities. He only does this, the sort of thing that the, the police to do to, to normal people. Yep. Right. He does it in reverse, and they don't like it. Yeah, so he, he runs a reverse sting on the cops, and he busts them and uh, makes videos out of it yep. and puts, it, puts them online. He's only done it twice. It's interesting that the cops have uh, you know laws against doing stings on them, but there aren't laws against the cops doing stings on well, us. Well, it's not a law. It's just that they, they targeted yeah. him for some stuff. But don't they have something like entering false evidence or something like that? Well, yeah, okay. He is uh, facing what? prison for false reports to the police but what happens when police give false reports to, to That's individuals true. they are allowed to We're have a, you won the lottery come on yeah. down and then they lock or, you up for vop there's I mean, that and it, then that's a entering a false report right well there's also when the cops uh, for instance pull you over and you've got a friend in the car they separate you and then they're allowed to lie to you they're allowed to say look uh your butt mark your buddy johnson over here just gave you up now why don't you tell me whose weed this is you know that kind of thing they they are absolutely al- allowed to lie it's completely illegal so, according to Raw Story, one of uh, dr- one former drug cop's crusade of civil disobedience against America's drug war establishment has turned into a nightmare for his family, which now faces the very real threat of losing a father and husband for up to six months or more. Barry Cooper stood handcuffed in front of the state's Capitol building on Friday morning after he'd turned himself in on a warrant for allegedly making a false report to a police officer. Excuse me, they call it a peace officer here. One of the Permian Basin Narcotics Task Force's most successful agents, Cooper has refashioned himself as an anti-prohibition activist and filmmaker, or America's drug war insurgent, as area media declared. With the help of a benefactor who hoped to embarrass the Odessa Police Department, Cooper and a team of researchers, videographers, and lawyers staged a high-media assault on the West Texas cops in late 2008 by setting up a fake marijuana grow house retrofitted with small pine trees and high-heat light bulbs, then ensuring the delivery of an anonymous tip about the home to a local pastor. A trap was set. After the pastor went to officers with an anonymous letter, Cooper says he suspects police peeked into the home with infrared cameras, which is illegal without a search warrant. They would have seen the numerous hot bulbs and what appeared to be plants growing along with the location of the home's heat vent, but could not have known for sure that it was marijuana. A local judge then signed a warrant based solely on the anonymous tip, a practice which has also been barred by the Supreme Court. Doesn't matter. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. Absolutely doesn't matter. The cops can take an anonymous tip about you and essentially raid your home based on what somebody says, whether they use the FLIR cameras or not, the infrared cameras. So officers raided the home only to discover they were on camera duped by one of their own. 
Cooper says that as a result of his stunt and legal research put in by his team, Yolanda Madden, an Odessa woman jailed in 2005 on possession of methamphetamine, was freed from federal prison. Federal Judge Rob Janelle ordered Madden's sentence vacated in December of 2009 because the prosecution had withheld evidence that might have negated a key piece of material uh, evidence, according to the Odessa Americans. That was the reason why Barry went and did that reverse sting in the first place, was because he heard that in Odessa there was a group of bad cops that was basically setting people up. And one of the people happens all over the country. I mean, yeah. not in every community or anything like that, but I would say that there are probably bad cops in, in every community. But um, absolutely, you know, there there are some bad, really bad departments out there. So one of the, uh, I guess, one of the victims of that particular police department was Ms. Madden, and so he went out to catch the very cops that set that woman up, and he set them up, and he got them, and they didn't like that very much. Over a year and a half after his stunt, the Texas Rangers issued a warrant for the arrest of Barry Cooper, along with his wife Candy, accusing them of a Class B misdemeanor, making a false report to a peace officer. The Coopers contend that delivery of an anonymous letter to a religious leader in the community... And then they took his kid over a misdemeanor. Yeah. Over a marijuana possession is what it was. They went into his home and mm. they found like a roach, and so that was apparently the reason they uh, they stole one of their kids. Not all of them, because Barry himself has uh, has a few kids, as I understand it, but... Anyway, Coopers contend that uh, the delivery of the anonymous letter to a religious leader in the community isn't the same as making a false report to police. But authorities in Texas are determined to let that be decided by the courts. Sure, it doesn't cost them anything. What are they risking? The Coopers uh, both have a separate charge of making a false report to a peace officer that's connected to another so-called cop buster sting that he pulled in Williamson County last year where he claims to have tricked an officer into believing a suspicious package contained drug money, which he says the officer kept. And you can see all the video of this. Uh, yeah. He didn't just say it. He has right. video. Yeah, over at uh, at his website, nevergetbusted.com. More about Barry, your calls as well about what you want. Coming up, this is Free Talk Live. In the decades to come, hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by the SACL, uh, brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, where you'll find that the features are free, including our Shrine of Female listeners, uh, one of whom is standing in the room with us right now. Hannah's here uh, watching the show tonight. Shrine.freetalklive.com. Uh, you can go there, see our lady listeners that have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are indeed listeners of this program. You can see what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Every contest involves rules, and every winner knows how to use the rules and uh, use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary.com explains to you how to use the rules of the uh, judicial system, how to fill out the forms, get evidence, move the court, set hearings, do research, draft pleadings, etc. It's all there, and it has been uh, it's this, in this award-winning and easy-to-use system. It's uh, set up so the average eighth grader can grasp it in less than 24 hours. Created by a doctor of jurisprudence who wants to protect you against, uh, help protect you against people from his profession. It's at jurisdictionary.com. I have used it and it's a great pro- program. Jurisdictionary.com. 
So we're back with a story here, the latest on uh, Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com, the heroic former cop, uh, former narcotics agent who joined the side of good and has come out against, for a number of years now, has been out against the uh, the scourge of drug prohibition. Uh, he's been one of the most preeminent national figures uh, that has been speaking out against the war on drugs. And as is typical with people who speak out against the war on drugs, as they did with uh, Mark Emery from uh, from Canada, they are now going after Barry Cooper. Uh, and they're going after his family as well. Mark Emery, I don't believe, has any children, so they couldn't target his kids. They just targeted him directly. In this case, they're going after both Barry and his wife and their children. And it's just despicable uh, what is uh, what these people are doing to them. So we're sharing the latest on their story from RawStory.com, where they're talking about how Barry has been involved recently, not only in doing Never Get Busted, uh, the videos that help people essentially escape detection with uh, transporting marijuana and things like that or growing it, uh, which is very useful. But he's also doing Cop Busters. That's Cop Busters with a K, where you can go and watch a video of Barry essentially doing a reverse sting on the cops and tricking, uh, not tricking them, but giving them the opportunity to uh, to be corrupt. And they, they take it. Uh, it's not hard to find wonder, cops and, and to be corrupt. It makes you wonder. Uh, this guy, he he did this at, at you know significant personal expense to himself. I wonder why he made that bet that this particular group of police officers would be corrupt. Because they are. And I don't think it really matters the particular group. Yeah, you you put the bait out, you're going to get yourself uh, a corrupt cop. Right, the the idea that they have these cameras that uh, they can use and detect whether or not somebody's growing marijuana in their house, but they're not allowed well, to use them without a warrant, but they have access to them. I mean, come on. One of the stings in uh, in cop busters, because I've seen them, is, is uh, leaving drugs and money in a bag, and the, the police are supposed to check evidence into the evidence locker when they find money or uh, contraband in a particular spot, and of course the police take the money. And it was one of the higher-ups, too. The cop that took right. the money was, yeah, like, the captain. Yeah, this wasn't a beat cop. So so, uh, so, the, so, that was the one that we're talking about right now. That was in Williamson County. But it would most... happen anywhere, you know? It doesn't sure really matter would. where, you know? Well, t- Barry lives in Texas, so he targets the Texas cops. And uh, maybe he should have done it outside of Texas because now it's yeah. easy for them to get back uh, at him. And so the police raided the family's home uh, after Cooper confronted officers in Liberty Hill with what he says is video evidence of the theft. And again, you can see this video for yourself. NeverGetBusted.com. They've got a YouTube channel. It's all up there. Uh, Williamson County's charges were more tenuous than those stemming from Odessa. Central Texas police claim Cooper's voice could be heard in the background audio of a false report, which they felt was enough evidence to give them a search warrant on the family's home. Barry insisted they were looking for a large-scale marijuana grow operation, but instead found only a couple of smoked marijuana cigarette roaches. After that search, police additionally charged Barry and Candy with possessing a small amount of marijuana, then seized their files and electronic equipment. So they basically took right. all their computers. Because their files and electronic equipment have something to do with a couple of uh, marijuana roaches. No, it's just uh, that they get, you know, they're the cops. So they can take what they, what they want, and then they don't have to give it back usually until after all the legal mumbo-jumbo is completed, which could be years down the road. So that can be pretty devastating to somebody's business. Sure. If, you know, I if for one thing, always back up your computer. Uh, make sure you have some kind of backup system. Yeah, but how many people back up off-site? I mean, how many people? I know, I know. Anyway, shortly thereafter, Candy lost custody of her eight-year-old son to his estranged father, who claimed he didn't want the boy in an environment with the illegal drugs potentially present. Of course, as Barry and Candy pointed out, this same estranged father has smoked pot with them a number of times. So it's, you know, a bunch of, bunch of crap. 
Uh, the child custody battle was still go, uh, ongoing. In a series of allegations police filed with Child Protective Services, Williamson County officers claimed that because the Coopers taught their children to mistrust government, that they were unsuitable parents. Interesting. And, you know, I think that this is I, I think this is the direction it's moving. I mean, this is how in the Soviet Union they did it. People that were dissidents were considered insane. So uh, will this happen more? I mean, you think this is going to spread, Mark, where the police will use your pro-freedom views? They will call them anti-government, of course, but uh, use your pro-freedom views against you in order to, uh, to snatch your kid away? I, I, I would imagine uh, that that's uh, – what's the most valuable thing that people have? Their what children. Do, what do uh, organized crime syndicates tr- tend to use against people? Their family. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I don't know what else they're going to do. It's kind of interesting that uh, you might spend a lot of uh, effort trying to tiptoe around the laws and, and avoid uh, you know, sticking your head above water, but then they find out that you are a dissident, and they'll just use that as an excuse to take your kids. You didn't even have to do any civil disobedience or anything like that. that it, might come, it might come to that at some point. A CPS investigation uh, led by Travis County District Attorney, whoever, concluded that the children in the couple's care were safe and healthy and that the Coopers appeared to be fit parents. Barry's arrest at uh, the Capitol building on Friday ended a three-day standoff with the Texas Rangers who arrested his wife earlier in the week outside their home in South Austin. They claimed a woman knocked on their front door, insisting she backed into their vehicle and needed to trade insurance information. When Candy opened the door, she was immediately arrested. You know, this this whole thing about uh, arresting people for their, basically, what's their political views, it reminds me so much of the... The sort of when the the state goes into the religious organizations and and tries to tell them how to live their lives and by the, their views, it's, it just strikes me as very similar. It's like there's a specific culture and you've got to follow along with that culture no matter what. You know where there, it's like how restricted is it going to be? It's like where where is that line going to be drawn of what's acceptable for people to. Uh, believe and not believe according to the state. Mm-hmm. You know how much are they going to control? Because they they've already gone in and they they control people's religious views and what you can uh, say and do in a particular religious group. So uh, now they're going to say you can't be pro freedom and you can't uh, distrust government. Which hey, those kind of go hand in hand. And it's how, how you know how much further is that, are they going to expand that sort of uh, philosophy? I don't want to find out. How about yeah. we get as many people to New Hampshire as possible so we can make a stand for liberty as soon as possible? And I hope Barry and Candy. Uh, I don't feel like this would have necessarily happened in New Hampshire. No, Maybe I'm I really wrong. don't. I, I don't think it would either, because then they'd be up against hordes of of activists who would be. I mean, comparatively hordes compared to what's uh, what's maybe going on down in Texas. But for all I know, he's got a bunch of people behind him. Uh, he was at, uh, by the way, he was released out of jail at, uh, at 1030. Barry related his experience in the booking facility, which he said was full with maybe 30 or so people. Now, how many of the 30 or so people in the booking area of the jail were there for nonviolent, peaceful drug offenses? I would suspect the vast majority of them. We'll find out in moments. 800-259-9231. I can tell you, I uh, the short time I spent in jail uh, for a weekend, I was in with people who didn't deserve to be there. The, the whole cell was full of people that never should have been there in the first place. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. 
MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpaks, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. You can bring up whatever you want on this day after Independence Day, 800-259-9231, which, by the way, uh, Free Talk Live was live on Independence Day, our Sunday show. The folks uh, that were doing that were here, which is, by the way, if you haven't heard it yet, it's internet only, uh, so you can only hear it at freetalklive.com on Sundays, same time as we're normally on, 7 to 10 Eastern, so uh, make sure you don't miss that. Actually, it's not really internet only anymore. The Free Talk Live uh, Sunday show is now available across North America. And we haven't made this announcement uh, publicly yet on the air, so I guess tonight's a good time as any to uh, to do it. And we'll tell you more about that in a moment here. Um, do you want to hear the real history of the first Declaration of Independence? Did you know that there were two? Uh, the, the original Declaration of Independence was signed four years before the one that is so celebrated on July 4th, and it was by a group of Appalachia Hill folk declared themselves independent and sovereign from the, the British years before the rest of the na- nation. You can go find about this report. I went and watched it this weekend. It is awesome, and uh, Taryn does great stuff over there at lclreport.com. That's lclreport.com. So you can actually hear Free Talk Live uh, now nationwide across uh, North America, Canada, Mexico included, I believe, on uh, KU Band Satellite. So we're finally up there. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time and uh, finally had the uh, the available uh, funds to make it happen. So I went ahead and did it. Rather than try to raise a bunch of money in advance for it, I just took you know some personal funds basically and put it out there. Uh, so Free Talk Live is now available live when we're on, 7 to 10 Eastern, across uh, North America. You can get the details on how to listen at sat.lrn.fm. That's sat.lrn.fm. And basically the way it works is it's, it's called free-to-air. So uh, it's free satellite, essentially. You don't have to pay a monthly subscription fee. You just you buy the equipment, you install the equipment, and you're good to go. For the, for the life of the equipment, you are uh, good to go. Now, what is a package of equipment, you know, a, a general package, your average package or whatnot? What does that run for? Uh, you can get them as cheap as 200 bucks, and that includes the dish and the receiver. Mm-hmm. So uh, even less than that. I was looking last night. Some of them are as low as, you know, 179 something like that. What, what, how does the quality range? Well, you saw some of it last night. We had right. a, we have a dish hooked up here at the studio now, and we actually don't even have it really tuned in as well as possible. I just mean based on price. In other words, like you know how some some equipment you get what you pay for, mm, like microphones, right. for example. Yeah, I couldn't really tell you about that. I mean, I, I don't know. All of it's pretty affordable because there's a decent amount of competition in the in the industry. Mm-hmm. So mm, it's it's hard to say. I mean, there are different levels of uh, quality that you can get. You can get one that's like HD compatible, right? Or you can just get kind of the basic level mm-hmm. receiver. But yeah, I mean it's free. So I mean the 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 video right. that you there's there's more than just free talk live there. There's all kinds of audio channels and video channels. We were watching like some sort of Chinese uh, channel. There's a lot of foreign language channels and stuff like that up there. So anyway, get all the details at sat.lrn.fm as we continue talking about Barry Cooper, uh, our buddy from NeverGetBusted.com, who has been busted uh, because he stuck his neck out because he did what was right 
because he stood up against the insanity of the war on drugs, created NeverGetBusted.com, the uh, videos there, and Cop Busters. He put his neck on the line, and they went after him. And uh, he, so he turned himself in. Uh, there was a warrant out for his arrest for allegedly making a false statement to the police. And as Mark pointed out, the cops can make false statements to you any old time they want to. And it's completely legal. Anyway, uh, he turned, uh, turned himself in outside the Capitol building. Uh, apparently, it had been a shutdown to a th- uh, due to a threat of bombs going off at 9 a.m. Cooper told reporters he'd written the words jury nullification across his forehead to promote the mostly forgotten right of citizen juries to vote not guilty if they find the law or its application to be morally repugnant. And uh, fully informed jury association activism is one of the best forms of activism, I think, that, uh, that people can do. It's, it's easy to do. Uh, it doesn't require a lot of time investment. And it can make a difference. It can actually save people from going to a prison cell who otherwise uh, would have gone to one and shouldn't have. Uh, people that are nonviolent drug offenders. And we'll talk about how many people are really in the system that are nonviolent and don't belong there in a moment. But uh, pretty creative on Barry's part to write jury nullification across his forehead while giving a <laughs> press conference. And That guy uh, is nothing if not creative. He is, uh, yeah, absolutely. Wearing a white shirt, sporting dreadlocks and tattoos, he spoke for several minutes about the detriment of the war on drugs and the horrors of prison life and then had his attorney inform officers of his warrant. He was taken away in the front seat of a patrol car moments later. Cooper's attorney denied any involvement with the bomb threat on the Capitol, which had already attracted area television media to the scene. What? They were filming at the exact moment of Cooper's arrival, causing a sudden flurry of activity on an otherwise locked down Capitol lawn. Police later cleared Cooper of any relation to the threat after identifying the exact phone that placed the call and spotting a man on security cameras who looked nothing like Barry. Cooper told reporters gathered on the scene that he'd scrawled the the words constitutional obedience across his white t-shirt because the phrase means civil disobedience to him. He says, I'm sorry and sad that humans still treat people like this, Cooper said as he sat in a patrol car. It doesn't make any sense. Released around 10.30 at night, Barry related his experience in the booking facility, which was full with maybe 30 or so people. He said, I'm telling you, at least 25 of those people were there for nonviolent drug crimes like pot, ecstasy, prescription abuse, cocaine. There were four or five that had burglary, assault, armed robbery, and that sort of thing. Now, if you actually talk further to the people that have burglary, assault, and armed robbery, those, those people, you'll end up finding out that most of those folks especially the ones doing armed robbery and burglary, were actually doing it because they needed money for drugs. Wanted money for drugs. I mean, I don't need as... Uh, they wanted right money for... For they them, felt it, wasn't, it felt like a need it. right? Uh, at the time. And so, so that's what you'll find out is you talk to cops, and if they're honest with you, and if they're, like, if they're investigating some sort of a theft, a break and enter, if they find the guy who did it, ask them later on. Say, what was he looking for that money for? What, what did he need to... Why would he break and enter into that jewelry store? Was he going to get something for his girlfriend? No, no. He wanted to get something to take to the pawn shop so he could, or take to his dealer or whatever so he could get some money to buy another hit of crack cocaine or heroin or something like that. Time after time. So really, when you really want to run the numbers of those 30 people, it's probably like 29 of them that really, in the absence of the war on drugs, would not have been there. 
Yeah, I mean, if you could, if you take drugs out of this scenario, the people that are you know doing drugs to or doing crimes to get drugs, uh, the the drugs themselves are the crime. You take you, you essentially would cut down the incredible cost, the multi billion dollar cost of our uh, judicial system, and America could get back on track with its economy. It has this this huge load that's being that is dragging along behind it for no good reason at all because some people have this this better than thou uh, 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 you know I idea about drugs i mean let's talk about alcohol for a second it's i mean what that does to america is terrible mm. but you can't you you can't compare you can't even compare marijuana to alcohol and, and, and really the war on drugs is a war on marijuana yeah and barry will tell you about it i mean we've had him on the show in the past he's a former cop and the cops a lot of them they like to drink and barry at one point was one of those drinking cops and it made his life you know it was not a good thing for his life and he'll tell mm. you that He's much calmer and, and better person because he uses marijuana now and, instead of using alcohol. Well, the other thing is, you, you know, he, he kicked the adrenaline junkie addiction as yeah. well. Of being a cop and busting of, people. Right. And uh, just ever, you know, putting yourself in ever riskier situations in order to get that adrenaline high. Now, some people say uh, that it's not worthwhile to go to, to jail, that it's, it's just not worthwhile, that uh, you could be doing more on the outside. And that may be true. It may be true that Barry Cooper could do more on the outside. However, he didn't choose to go to he jail didn't in, choose this in this circumstance. They, no. they came after him. And uh, he may be facing, you know, possibly up to a year, this Class B misdemeanor. I'm pretty sure that means up to a year in jail. Uh, so, so he, he may be facing more time in jail, but essentially, uh, what, what happened to him in jail, he said, once he was in there, a number of the officers revealed themselves to be big fans of his activism. One said, Barry stood up and shook his hand, claiming to be a big Ron Paul supporter and totally in support of Cooper's anti-prohibitionist cause. While others allegedly said they believed his cause to be wrong, still more spoke up in favor and something of a civil debate among the Travis County jailers ensued. I'd like to point out that this happened all the time. When I was in prison, officers would say they support. I had officers say that I think they should hand out a quarter bag to every inmate every week. Hmm. I, I, imagine you wouldn't have the problems in prison that you would. Imagine you'd have people going into prison so they could get a quarterback every, every week. I don't. I don't know. Um, it, it isn't that great. Come on. I mean, well, the, the whole idea that people like to stay in prison, I think, is pretty fallacious. I don't know if it's cold out in New Hampshire. But you now get a try quarterback to imagine, of weed and some heat. Try to imagine if they handed out a case of beer to every inmate every week. You would have a nightmare. It would be hands. a nightmare. Ugh. There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. So if you are behind bars, you can make a difference. And especially if people are paying attention, they're writing you letters, and uh, we'll talk more. You can bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. Free Talk Live, we are inviting you to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Johnson. And Mark. And you can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. And the features there are free. Now, the features, uh, one of the major features of the site actually allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about 
on these very airwaves. So you go log in. It's free. Then you submit whatever it is you want from around the Internet, whether it be a blog post or a video or audio file or, or maybe a news item. Then it goes into our system. Other listeners will see it at that point in the upcoming stories queue. They will then decide whether they like or dislike. They will vote on uh, what they like or dislike. And then the most voted, the most voted up, uh, will make it to the front page in the top of our website, which is where I found this story about Barry Cooper that we've been talking about uh, throughout the hour here tonight. Our friend Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com has been busted. And uh, but it's not because of a, a pot no. or, or anything like that. Doesn't have anything to do with not having followed his own advice. It's because he is the man behind NeverGetBusted.com because he has been doing reverse stings against the police called cop busters, where he sets the cops up and gives them the opportunity to show how corrupt they are, and they do. It's not hard to find that. Not hard to find corrupt cops. Uh, so he found them, he outed them, and they don't like that very much. So they targeted him and his family. His wife was arrested uh, last week. He knew that there was a warrant out for his arrest, so he turned himself in, and uh, he was arrested, taken to jail, processed, kept there for a, a day, basically, and they let him go at 10.30 at night, where he then reported back on his jail experiences, finding out that uh, in the holding of the booking facility in which uh, he was being held, about 30 people there, he said at least 25 were there just for drug possession alone. And then on top of that, there were a handful of people that were there for burglary, assault and robbery, that sort of thing. And, of course, I point out that most of those people in for assault and burglary and things like that are in there because they were doing those crimes in the process of seeking money to purchase uh, illegal drugs. So if there weren't drug prohibition in the first place, if if those drugs weren't prohibited, they'd be set at a price that would be affordable as a bottle of aspirin say is pretty affordable or a you know 12 pack of beer or something like that and so the people that are using these drugs that are addicted to them that are willing to do horrible things to people in order to get more drugs wouldn't have to do those horrible things they could just go and, and work at mcdonald's and they could afford their heroin habit uh, and it's it's really just a tragedy it's, right. the war on drugs is such a tragedy and um you've you've got to think about in this economy what you know what are we doing spending these billions and really that's billions of dollars incarcerating people arresting people all the extra cops that you need in order to enforce these drug crimes i mean what was it what would we say 25 out of the 30 he said yeah about 25 out of 30 25 out of 30 for drug crimes for drug crimes and then let's say 3 or 4 of those 5 that are remaining are there for drug related crimes mm-hmm. i mean you're probably talking about <laughs> this this police department could be cut by 80% if it was yeah. just out there looking for people that are committing arson, robbery, rape, things like that, that had nothing to you know the kind of crimes that had nothing to do with drugs, because drugs would be legal and people would be able to get them on their own. People asked ask themselves, well, what would be what kind of what kind of uh, message would we send to our children? How about this message? That it's not okay to legislate your morality on other people. That different people want to live their lives differently. And it's not okay for you to set up a violent organization to go after them. Yeah, maybe their life isn't as efficient as you'd like it to be. Maybe they don't get as much done as you would like to see people get done. Maybe they treat their family in a manner that you would not find acceptable because of these drugs. I don't know. But it's their family's decision, in a lot of cases, at least the mother's decision, to stay there rather than to go on and find a different life. And I would say that the argument is a lot bigger for alcohol than it is for even heroin or cocaine or anything like that. Because you're not talking about destroyed lives. Yeah. You want to talk about a dangerous family Mm. environment. Talk about alcohol and alcoholic parents. 
Well, anyway, here's a little bit more from Barry. Uh, he said he found that there was some support on the inside amongst the jailers themselves. And, and as I have found uh, up here in New Hampshire and having met a couple of the jailers uh, at this point, there are some friendly folks on the inside. In fact, even the guy that runs the jail here in, uh, in Cheshire County is a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the speaking members of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. It's not that way in your, your county in Connecticut? <laughs> oh, I, I'm sorry, I just assumed it was that way everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty rare that you find a, a warden, a superintendent of a jail who's a member of Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. So, you know, he's still doing something that's wrong. He's still incarcerating people that don't deserve to be, but at least he speaks out against what he's doing. What else can you do in that circumstance? I mean, one, one would hope that he... Well, if you were to turn people loose, then they'd file charges against him. Right, he'd, he'd be out of there in a week. Yeah. So, uh, so as Barry points out, he was uh, talking to the cops, and of course he had jury nullification written across his forehead uh, that whole time. So, uh, according to his story, uh, a lot of people were in support. He said that uh, the Barry said he was also asked about jury nullification more than once by both officers and prisoners. So he had it written on his forehead. I'm yes. not surprised. So he was in there spreading the word about freedom on the inside of the jail. Did he have a website on the uh, forehead? Uh, no, nope, but that's just pretty just easy to remember. Fiji.org. Uh, that's where you can go to learn more about the fully informed jury association and jury nullification. He said, "I mostly just tried to talk to the cops and prisoners and to expand the way they think about American rights." and freedoms. Everyone was very depressed. Jail's a very depressing place, and we've got to stop arresting so many nonviolent citizens and taking away their freedom. Barry faces a maximum of six months in prison if convicted on the charge from Odessa, and a Williamson County court date is scheduled for next week, which could also result in a similar amount of time behind bars. So, that's the latest on uh, our buddy Barry Cooper and his lovely wife, Candy, who are now both facing criminal charges, uh, charges of lying, basically... Uh, creating a false police report, essentially. And then there's also the marijuana charge uh, they're facing from, from a different county. So would he have been better off up in New Hampshire? I don't know. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, uh, I mean, it's easy to say. Yeah, it's easy I wish he would have moved up, and I think he would have been better off, but he didn't, and, and that's, you know, how what's happening to him to him in Texas is a terrible thing. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, this is, this is how it is for activists, essentially. This This is what they set themselves up for. Right when you're going to put your when you're going to put your uh, your word out that you oppose the status quo, there's a good chance they're going to come after you, and it doesn't always take the same form as it's taken for Barry Cooper. Sometimes, uh, for instance, if you're a politically active person, as Barry was, by the way, it's not all about civil disobedience for him. He was working within the system. He was running for attorney genital there in uh, in Texas. But uh, maybe you're just working completely within the system. You're not really even challenging the police or anything like that. You're just a liberty-minded person running for office. Well, you'll find out that even that is not safe. That if, for instance, I remember, I think it was Sue Jeffers in Minnesota when she was running for governor of that state. Uh, she is, as a libertarian, she was targeted because she's a business owner. So all of a sudden, the fire department inspector shows up at her business and or the, the health inspector. Oh, looky starts, here. We got a little yep. problem, Ms. Jeffers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Just like that. And so it's just... What you have to realize is going to happen. You've got to be prepared for the absolute worst. They're going to try to tarnish your name. They're going to try to ruin your business because you're trying to ruin their game. You're trying to you're trying to ruin the party. You're coming in with liberty oriented ideas, trying to break people out of their slumber of this of statism, this belief that government is necessary and good, and and that's a very threatening thing. No wonder the people uh, there are some people here in Keene, New Hampshire, that are so upset about the liberty activists being here. They're throwing a huge hissy fit on the local newspaper's uh, comment section, acting like, nobody wants you here. Get out. We don't want you here. Get away. Well, we're not going anywhere. 
Right, I live here. I'm on home. There's I mean, there's more people yeah. coming here, so it's going the opposite direction from what you want to happen. More people are coming here, and they're going to get active, and that really ticks these people off. <laughs> oh no, we're losing control. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. No, they haven't <laughs> lost control yet. No, not but yet. They, they can see it. They, yeah. they they can see it coming. They feel it, you know, in the winds, if you will. It's only a matter of time, especially because our message is a persuasive one. The ideas of liberty are are positive. Uh, they are based in love and humanity and, uh, and you know, interaction on a voluntary basis. Logic. logic. It makes sense. Not only is it logical, but it's also emotionally right. I mean, it's, it's morally right. So it's a very persuasive position to be coming from. And at some level, they must know that, right? Because the, the people that are in support of the state, a lot of them aren't dummies. A lot of them are pretty smart, pretty well-educated people. It's just that they believe that the state is, is good and that they can make it work to mold society and sculpt it in the way that uh, that they want. Right. This is the that way it has to be. Um, I mean, for God's sakes, if we didn't have these welfare programs, then old people would be starving and, and poor people would be starving in the streets or whatever. They'll, uh, they'll say, well, you know, just look at the way old people and, and poor people were treated back in the turn of the 19th century under laissez-faire, back when everybody crapped in a hole in the ground in an outhouse. I mean, you know, as if you can compare a century ago with today. Mm-hmm. What about carpetbaggers? Right. <laughs> what about carpetbaggers? <laughs> That's just one of those things that they they always claim. You know, they they, they make these claims that uh, oh, you can't have lazy fair capitalism because otherwise people will take advantage of everyone. Right. Kind of like how we're being taken <laughs> advantage of by the, the state. So yeah, it's just a matter of time, and the 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 more of us, those of us who believe in freedom can get together in the same general vicinity, as far as I'm concerned, the better. You've got more uh, people to support you and to, to help you if you get into a situation like the Coopers are in right now. In our case, uh, our buddy Brad Jardis, another former cop who is uh, heroically turned to the side of good, he was being threatened with termination for stepping out against the war on drugs. And the activists came and supported him in his termination hearing, and he credits the activists with saving his job. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? (sighs) Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything. 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. Tonight, it's Ian. And Johnson. And Mark. 
Visit us on our website, freetalklive.com. You'll find the features there are free, so do enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls here. Uh, ladies, come first. And then we'll tell you, if we get a chance a little bit later on, about uh, what's going on in Illinois. Apparently, things are not going so well for that state government. First, though, to Mama Allie, calling from Georgia at the Savannah Last Biscuit. Hello, Mama Allie. Hi, Ian. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? Um, sweetie, I just wanted to tell you um, about about five job positions that are going to be open and up in King. First, um, I'd like to proudly announce the Last Biscuit has decided we will be making Keene, New Hampshire, our next home. Now, that um, is we'll awesome, by the way. Mama Allie, let me just bring our listeners up to speed if they, in case they're just tuning in. Uh, you are the, you're one of my heroes. Uh, I mean, you have created an agorist business. It's a completely underground business that is awesome down in Savannah, Georgia, where you are opening, you essentially open up 24 hours a day delivery service. You take your home cooking and deliver it across Savannah. And it's an amazing, it's amazing food, by the way. I've had oh, yeah. some of it because you came up to uh, the Porcupine right. Freedom Festival. Hmm? Thanks, guys. Yeah, and I would just like everybody to know we're going to be doing it exactly the same way in Keene that we do in New Hampshire. We're going to be doing $7 hot plates 24-7 delivered for free just like we do here. Um, we're currently rounding up kitchen equipment and hardworking people who need a job. We have four driver positions open. It makes it easier to stay out of jail if you have a license, but you are a free agent responsible for yourself. <laughs> I imagine it does. If you are on time to work with a smile on your face, we don't mind. So um, we are also choosing one cook trainee at a time, and we'll start with the most promising. Um, we'll teach you the trade for free, and when you're trained, we pay you 20% of sales that you make on your shift. And um, we're, you guys can get a hold of us on Keen Last Biscuit on Facebook. If you're interested in any of those positions, and we should be looking to open sometime in August. I'm going to help you out right now because uh, a lot of people listening uh, are probably closer to Keene and in the Keene area. And I know you made an announcement recently. You're trying to uh, get up some money down in in the the south right now. So uh, you want some people to move out of the way. Who are currently on there, and I admit I'm one of the people that needs to get out of the way. What, what are you well, talking because about? she's got she's maxed out her uh, huh? Facebook profile. Is that correct? Oh yes, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, not to be um, hateful, anybody that is closer to Keene than you are to Savannah. Please go on my Keene Last Biscuit site so that I can put some more Savannah locals on my site because we do actually take orders through our Facebook. Yeah, you and you it helps build up the Keene one. Right, right. Just to clarify, right, yeah, uh, Facebook Facebook has a maximum of five thousand friends that someone can have, and so your Facebook profile for Savannah Last Biscuit when you got involved in the Liberty Movement uh, up here, and I think it was thanks to Taryn Lupo who uh, turned you on from LCL Report. Yeah, but. But when you got involved in uh, the, this community, it just exploded. At least you could probably got hundreds of signups from uh, from the folks that you met at Porkfest yes. and and uh, and that sort of thing. Yes, and so- and we love the support, and we're not we're not. Don't think that I'm not going to be posting the exact same things that I do everywhere. I, I can post from both walls and everything, and take care of everybody. But I am trying to get those Savannah locals in there so that we can get them. Absolutely, fed. that makes sense. When so the, the phone lines are, when the phone lines are busy or what have you, we still need to be able to get their orders. Yep. You know? So uh, down in if you're down if you're not in Savannah and uh, you still are interested in following the Last Biscuit, uh, go to the Last Biscuit Savannah Last Biscuit profile. Remove yourself from that profile and then rejoin under Keen Last Biscuit. Right. Right. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Very yes, good. Perfect. 
And uh, I, I am so excited. Uh, what was it? Uh, may I ask you, uh, Mama Allie, what was it about Keen that made you want to come and start this up here? Because I know you want to spread. I know you want it to go all over the place. But why, why start in Keen? You know, that's not a very fair question, Ian, because actually you sold my rebel heart when you said you'd go to jail for me if needs be. So that was actually <laughs> the final straw. But um, actually, we I looked at um, Manchester. I looked at Grafton. I looked at Keene. Um, we looked at a lot of them, but profile-wise, what we're looking for, I think Keene is our best bet with the college being there and the media being there that we need to go nationwide like we want to. And with, with everything involved, I just think Keene was a, a more well-rounded decision for us. Fantastic. I, I figured it might have something to do with the fact that your uh, campsite at the Porcupine Freedom Festival was nestled in between a bunch of Keniacs because uh, we had the we had the Keen Camp Zone, which is pretty much right next door to you, where everybody around you was basically from Keen. So I figured it might have been a little bit uh, influential on you meeting all those good folks. Yeah, we definitely did meet some good people from Keen. We look for some good things in that city. You know, we look to bring some good things to the people. And I'm actually talking to the ice cream guy. We might be able to be delivering banana splits in the middle of the night, too. That would be so nice. awesome. Hot fudge brownie delivery. Have right. you ever had, have you had the munchies and wanted a hot fudge brownie Sunday at like 2 a.m.? That's never happened to me, no. could have delivered that mm. to you. <laughs> now, 24 yeah. hours a day. I just want to, I've got to brag about you here because you've been doing 24-7 delivery in Savannah now for something like two years uh, I mean, it's just an amazing yeah, level of dedication that you have to your craft, and that is putting food in people's bellies, and you do a great job of it. Yeah, and, and go ahead. You know, that's something else, again, that I'd like to address. I would like people to understand that that is a huge physical and mental thing, and when we come to Keene, it's not that we don't want to be social with all the free people, but if you would limit your interaction or trying to – I will – Make sure that I answer questions on Free Talk Live whenever possible, but understand that I am still going to be working 24-7 so that I'm not ignoring anybody. I understand everybody's going to have a lot of questions and want to talk to me and things like that. I'm not going to have a lot of time for that. I am going to be building a new store when we get there. So please don't think that I'm being rude. I'm just working and I'm doing what we got to do to get it set up so you guys can get fed. Understood. But I will answer any questions anybody needs on Free Talk Live. Now, where is you know, it that people can go to learn more about the? Where, where where can people go to learn more about the jobs that are going to be available? That uh, Keen Last Biscuit. You on can Facebook? go to the Keen Last Biscuit on Facebook. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Cool. Anything else you want to share tonight, uh, Mama Allie? No, baby, I'm good. Thanks for All having right. me. Appreciate you coming on here tonight. She is so sweet. One eight hundred two five nine. Ninety-two, thirty-one. She's southern all the way through and through, too. Yeah, those uh, those grits that she uh, served <laughs> with the works or whatever they're they're called. I can't remember loaded grits. I can't remember, but they were they were the best grits I've ever had. And now, I'm from the south. Now there's been some concern though, and I, she's already gone. But uh, just maybe you guys can speculate on this. Uh, some concern echoed uh, was uh, I guess voiced last night by somebody who's a New Englander, and he said, you know, he's not interested in the southern fare. So he was worried that she's going to have a tough time. <laughs> no, uh, she's, not gonna, she's not going to have a tough right. time. I, I, I disagree. For the stodgy New England audience. Uh, the, this uh, is the idea of democracy, as if the one thing that – if you're right. If I had to pick only one kind of food that would be served in a given town, yeah, up here it would probably be uh, scrod and boiled beets. <laughs> but, uh, you know, not everybody <laughs> wants that. Scrod is a, um, is, a, is a fake name for a type of fish. Um, it, you can look it up. It's, it's hard to explain in a short period of time, and I'm, I'm certainly not the, the historian on, on this one. But everybody wants something different. There are barbecue joints here. And, uh, admittedly, they're not southern barbecue joints. And mm-hmm. they, they, they could probably would be beaten out by a real barbecue joint. 
in my opinion. Um, but, so, you know, different people want different stuff. That's why they have Chinese food and, mm-hmm. and Japanese food and Thai food and all kinds of things here. Absolutely, of course, they're going to sell fine the southern food. There's plenty of southern transplants. If Keene is a transplanted town, so there's plenty of people from the south here that would love to get some grits. And she and also kind of does it. homemade fried chicken. Who's going to turn away from that? Oh my god, that's everywhere. <laughs> and she's got specials that she does too. And mm-hmm. it's just it's just an amazing thing. And I I really hope that it takes off for her up here because uh, it's, it's she's right. It's a good place to do it. It's a college town. People are going to be up around the clock. And and honestly, most places in this place in this town in Keene, New Hampshire, are not open around the clock. You know, there's- so if it's three in the morning, it's going to be Keen Last Biscuit, and that's pretty much it. You know, there's a very similar business that was down just in Sarasota, Florida. That uh, Munchies. Know, yeah, Munchies 420 Cafe. Food was terrible. Terrible. <laughs> food. I disagree entirely. Some of the sandwiches were very, very good. It some looked of the, like Some puke. of the rest of their menu was really gross. but uh, <laughs> It looked gross, too. It was, it was not appetizing in the least. Oh, you didn't get some of the right sandwiches then. I some of those not. mixtures, some of those combinations that they had were quite good. And, but they were open till what, five in the right. morning, six in the morning? And there's like some that? interesting ideas that they had there too you know for what they how they structured things and what menu items and whatnot we'll come so. back with more here you can share your thoughts 800-259-9231 plus uh, mama Allie's gonna be she's writing a book as we speak to help you learn how to do what she does so you can duplicate what she does where you are uh which is also an awesome idea more coming up free talk live This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site there for free. So enjoy those, including our news updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You'll know it first if you go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for our emailed updates or join our Twitter or Facebook and get your updates that way if you prefer. Go to news.freetalklive.com. I just sent out an update, uh, I think it was earlier today, about the brand new satellite delivery system that we have uh, for Free Talk Live. Free-to-air satellite. Free Talk Live is available now. Uh, across North America, and all you need to do is buy some cheap equipment, hook it up, and you get Free Talk Live whenever it's on the air. And Liberty Radio Network all the uh, at all other times. So LRN.FM is Some stations use that, uh, um, what is it, KU band to uh, yep. put, put programming up, too. It's true, yeah. So technically radio stations could pull it down from there as well. Yep. Uh, so 1-800-259-9231. So go to news.freetalklive.com to get signed up for that. You know, just as an aside before we continue with the uh, the calls here, we just got off the line with uh, Mama Allie from Savannah Last Biscuit. And she, she is a, a hero of mine, and I'm not exaggerating on that. I, I think it's heroic for somebody to run a business without asking permission from the government. And not only that, because there's plenty of people that you know sell weed and stuff like that without asking permission from the government, but for somebody to uh, put their business out there and run a business without 
uh, asking permission from the right. state. Try like selling weed and advertising. Yeah, try asking <laughs> people to spread your business card around if you're a weed dealer and see how that goes for you. But with Savannah Last Biscuit, she wants people to spread the word about her business. It's The word has spread about it. It's pretty popular down there in uh, Savannah, from what I understand. Enough popular enough for her to make a living and support all those employees that she was talking about earlier. So, uh, and, and, and she's, the word spreads about her business so that, that she is still able to operate her business in defiance of whatever the stupid food regulations and health code laws and business occupancy laws and things like that might be down there, that she continues to operate her business in defiance of all that and has managed to be successful even in the face of uh, police threats, even after the police uh, abducted one of her drivers at one point and uh, interrogated him. Uh, she she does feed a law firm apparently, or she feeds her lawyer, and so he <laughs> helps her out, and I think they've got a pretty good deal. And it's great, man. I mean, it's an incredibly inspirational story. And uh, Brad Jardis, uh, one of the former law enforcement against prohibition members, former cop, wrote me an email today. He forwarded me something that uh, somebody had sent him, and it was like a, a private message that someone who had met him at Porkfest, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, had sent him. Uh, just you know, a message of appreciation to let him know that that uh, that he was appreciated in what he did as far as his his uh, his activism. And the guy didn't realize at the, the time when he was meeting Brad that he was meeting Brad Jardis. He just thought he was meeting somebody else that was at the mm. at the pork fest. And it was Brad Jardis, this former cop who heroically stood up against the war on drugs. And when he realized that later on, who he'd met, he he typed off that email to him and let him know that it was Brad that really influenced his decision to make the move to new hampshire it was brad's courage to stand up for for freedom in the position in which he held uh that encouraged him so i wonder how many people out there are silently being inspired by the example of mama ally by uh, this uh, incredibly uh, ballsy woman who is uh, is just doing what she does she doing she's doing what she loves no apologies for it she just goes out and she does it and she serves her customers and she gives them food every single day day in and day out and she's talked about it now a number of times on our program how many people are out there being inspired by that how many people are out there saying to themselves wow if she can do it i can do it and i don't have to beg some government bureaucrat's permission uh to go out and do business i i just think it's incredibly inspirational absolutely so, your calls are welcome. Let's go to them. Uh, talk to Lauren, listening in Ohio, WCER. Hello, Lauren. Lauren? Yeah. You're on the air. Hey, I'll tell you what. Yeah, go, Mama. <laughs> I'll have that, too, in the morning Sunday. You should have seen me when I was pregnant. <laughs> hey, and she's doing it just right. And this is what I'm talking about. For people who can't move, you know, everybody's not in a position. The, sure. the finances are just, you know, not there. A lot of people need their family support, so they want to stick where they are. Here's the thing you can do at home. Pull your children out of these schools. You're talking about half of state budgets. I'm in Ohio. You're talking about a 50-plus billion dollar budget. Half of that is for education. Half of that is for administration. Mm-hmm. Well, what do, they, what do they produce in the end that you can sell for a buck? And the answer is not a darn thing. And the kids are coming out. They're illiterate. They're, they can't do math. You're talking remedial math and uh, reading in, you know, some 30 to 50 percent of the children entering college. So if they didn't learn how to read through 12 years of formal education at $25 billion every other year, why are we doing this to ourselves? You see what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I, and, it's, it's crazy. And the other thing is, um, with regard to the hemp, we need an American empire. This is what my big push is. In 1888, you had a presidential election between Garfield and Harrison, and Harrison's platform was protect American corn, 
hemp, rice, and fruits. That's what ran across the southern states. Okay, basically he was saying we need to produce what we need in our country. We don't need to go beg England for it. We don't need to go beg third parties for it. We don't need to do what they say in order to, to live. Well, we put ourselves in that position, and the, and the question again is how and why. They used the schools. They taught you you have to be in this collective, that, that in order for you to be safe, everybody's got to be safe. That's just not true. And, and this is what I'm saying. If we will pull these kids out of school, you need to rescind your signature on your, on your um, uh, application because you applied to be a ward. You applied to be the government's baby. When you got a marriage license and you married the state, it's you, your husband, and the state. That's true. So that's how come the state says, we're going to say what happens to that kid because it's a yep. product of the marriage where we are party to the contract. And that's how the state gets to decide what happens in a divorce because it's, again, party to uh, the Correct, contract. Correct, but you don't have to go through a bunch of rigmarole. All you have to do is send a note, I'm rescinding my signature on any and all contracts with, you know, fill in the blank. And then pull your, ch- your child out. Go get a Robinson homeschool curriculum. Go get a Saxon math curriculum. Your children will know more than you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I learned more homeschooling my children than I learned in four years of college. I, bet. I was a business major. Never learned anything about the Federal Reserve <laughs> or how finances really worked. I was a pharmaceutical rep. Never learned about how the body really worked and how drugs were really poison. I, the whole point is, in this formal centralized system... That's how they're getting their job done. We don't need to all move one place or rebel against anybody. We just need to quietly walk away. Take your children away. Well, you don't need to move to one place, but it sure does help. I can tell you that. Thank you, Lauren. Good suggestions. Appreciate it. Yep. 800-259-9231. It's funny. I was just running through my my head like the the checklist of what uh, a liberal might say in hearing about a business like Mama Alley is like thinking like, well, how are her, her employees aren't insured and, and, and they're not paying into Social Security and oh, what if somebody gets sick, you know, and there's no there's no inspections and there's no mm-hmm. health and it's just to think about all the different answers to all those things is like, well, okay. That's not being prevented. None of that stuff is actually prevented in the way the system works now. It's just the laws are all punitive. It's all after the fact. Anyway. It's it's an illusion of protection. It's it's totally an illusion. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. You're welcome to chime in. Your thoughts are welcome on whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. I'm not sure when we're going to lose you tonight here, Johnson. Maybe right now? I'm not sure. I might stick around for another You might stick around. All right. 800-259-9231. Take control of the airwaves and bring up anything to see is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. Talk live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. 
freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight, it is Ian with you. And Johnson. And Mark. All right. So 800-259-9231. We were just talking with Lauren a moment ago. Good suggestions. She's called in before with that suggestion, but it's always good to hear it again. Uh, To get your kids the heck out of those government schools. Sure. If they're in there, why are they there? Do whatever you can uh, to remove them, whether it's uh, allowing them to unschool themselves and educate themselves at home or you leading the curriculum or even the, the I think probably the worst choice would be private school, but it's still better than, uh, than going to the government schools. So get them out of there as soon as you possibly can. But better than that, get them up here to New Hampshire where they could be with other fam- where you could hang out with other families who are of a like mindset. Uh, we've got the, the new families group that started up up here in uh, the, the Cheshire County region of New Hampshire, and there are other families all across the, uh, the, the entire state. More families are moving up here over time, and I understand that a lot of people want to stay where they are. It's comfy. It's easy. You've got your job. You've got your, you know, your career and your family and extended family and friends, and it, it can be difficult to move away. But I can tell you, for me, uh, it was the right thing to do, and for a lot of other folks, uh, it, it's also been a great choice. Uh, Johnson, you're not quite here yet, but you'd not like quite. to be. Yep. That's why you're here two weekends in a row. <laughs> right. It's not a, yep. it, the Free State Project isn't about getting freedom for yourself, although you'll get more freedom just by moving to New Hampshire. And yeah, over much. time, it seems to me that more freedom will be created. That's, that, that's my experience. But, I mean, if you want more freedom for yourself, well, sell all your belongings, buy a sailboat, and move your family out onto the open, uh, open seas. You'll, you'll be free out there. The government won't bother you out there, likely. Um, but if, if you, what you want to do is make a difference, the Free State Project is about making a difference in the area of liberty here in the United States. I think it's about making a difference in the area of liberty for the world, actually. Oh, the yeah. liberty here in New Hampshire, what will come, will be a beacon of liberty for the entire world and as people begin coming here, uh, it'll encourage others to get active where they are. And we're starting to see that where people are saying, well, we should have a free state project in all 50 states. Well, they've been trying that for, uh, for right. decades. It's we have the- had a free state project in all 50 states, and we have the results of that already. Right. So head on over to freestateproject.org to learn more about what we're talking about, what uh, we've uh, come up here for. This is why we moved from Florida to New Hampshire. Freestateproject.org is where you can learn more, get signed up, and join the fun because it is an absolute blast. All right, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. We're talking about, or we, uh, or we're going to talk about and are going to talk about, a reason to leave Illinois. If you didn't have enough already, if you already live in Illinois, you probably know how bad it is. But if you're not living in Illinois, you may not really realize. You may not really have the full uh, understanding. And I certainly don't. I don't live there. But I get a little bit of it from uh, from stories and from people that call in of just how horrible of a place uh, Illinois is to live. As far as the state is concerned, I'm sure there's some very beautiful places, some physically beautiful places. And uh, every place has nice people. But Illinois has a real statism problem. It's one of the most uh, unfree places as far as guns are concerned. Uh, It's a very highly taxed place. And despite all of the taxes, they aren't able to pay their bills. According to the New York Times, even by the standards of this deficit-ridden state, Illinois' comptroller Daniel Hines faces an ugly balance sheet. Precisely how ugly becomes clear when he beckons you into his office to examine his daily briefing memo. He picks the papers off his desk and points to a figure in red. 5.01 billion. That's what the state owes right now to schools, rehabilitation centers, child care, the state university. And it's getting worse every single day, he says in his downtown office. 
Heinz shakes his head, saying, This is not some esoteric budget issue. We're not paying bills for absolutely essential services. That is obscene, he says. Mm. For the last few years, California stood more or less unchallenged as a symbol of the fiscal collapse of states during the recession. And that's true. And what did we say about California at that time? We said it was going to lead the way. We said that there were going to be others that followed, that uh, California, what you see happening in California is going to spread. That California was it's looking. Gonna, it's going to happen in uh, California, yep. Illinois, New York, New Jersey. Uh, I mean, you pick your liberal big government state, and those are going to be the first ones. After that, it's going to be the conservative big government states yep. that are going to follow it. Because they're all the same. It's just slightly different degrees in how severe their problems are. Well, the conservatives tend to uh, focus their, their money on things that actually make some money back, like you know the drug war. If you, uh, if you dump a billion in, you might get uh, $200 million back out of people as far as uh, fines and Still, it's a big loser uh, over time. And uh, now Illinois has shoulder to the fore as its dysfunctional political class refuses to pay the state's bills and refuses to take the painful steps, that is, cuts and tax increases, to close a deficit of at least $12 billion, equal to nearly half of the state's budget. Then there's the spectacularly mismanaged pension system, which is at least 50% underfunded, and analysts warn could push Illinois into insolvency if the economy fails to pick up. States cannot go bankrupt, technically, but signs of fiscal crack-up are easy to see. Legislators, right, because you and I, we'd be bank, uh, bankrupt a long time ago compared to what the state is allowed to get away yeah. with. Uh, legislators left the Capitol this month without deciding. Right, and this is one of the problems of not letting states go, uh, them not being able to go bankrupt, is in fact that they just run up these in tremendous debts. Yep. The people that, uh, the, the, the politicians say to themselves, well, it's not like we can go bankrupt. Right, and it's, spend, not, like spend, you, spend. it's not like you can avoid dealing with them because they're, they're, they're going to force themselves on you. It's not like you can just say, well, you know what? You guys are in really bad financial shape. I don't think I want to do business with you anymore. No, no. They're going to take what they want from you. Anyway, the uh, legislators left the Capitol this month without deciding how to pay 26% of the state budget. So normally you, when you hear a lot of the bitch, uh, bitching and moaning coming out of the state governments, it's about, well, are we going to make the budget? And they spend a lot of time arguing over what should be put where and the budget and this and that. Illinois, they just said, ah, F it. We're going home. Yeah, we can't figure out. We've only figured out how to pay 74% of this, uh, the 26%. Screw it. The governor proposes to borrow $3.5 billion to cover a year's worth of pension payments, a step that would cost about a billion in interest. You know, if they don't make those pension payments, they are going to be in some really hot water. Like, I don't care if they don't make the pension payments because it's just going to former bureaucrats. But those former bureaucrats are really going to be upset if they don't get their money. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, that's, that's hot water there. So they're more interested in paying and I don't the pension. Know, like, but what's going to happen? If they're upset, What is? what are they going to do? What are these former bureaucrats going to do? That's they're, a good I question. Mean, they're going to raise a ruckus. Stop paying taxes. Their unions are going to go to the, the, the state government. The state, you know, Obviously, they have a lot of pull with the politicians. I I don't know what's going to happen, but it isn't going to be good. But I just don't. I just don't know what, what are they going to manage to do if that money isn't there. It's not there. You threw your lot in with an organization that has no culpability when it comes to finances. Yeah, that's just it. You're right. When you uh, when the state makes a promise, it doesn't have to keep it because 
there's no liability for the, for the state government. People. Right. There was this big bully on the bus when I was growing up, and I, I fell for his trick a couple of times. He, was, he had this Roger Starbuck uh, <laughs> uh, baseball or football card that I wanted, and he, one time he got a bag of chips from me for it, and, the other, and, he, and, and, I, and then he didn't give it to me. He said, it's not worth a bag of chips, and he just kept it. So he lied to me, got the bag of chips, got, and, then mm-hmm. kept the, and then the next day or the day after, I fell for it again. Essentially, I gave him a Hot Wheels car for it, and he still didn't <laughs> give it to me. What was I going to do about it? Right. Was I going to punch this kid who's three grades bigger? I mean, just a giant farmer of a kid. Was I going to punch him in his nose? I'd have been killed. Or in this case, you could sue, but it's their system. It's the, you're suing them within their system. And if they don't have the money to pay you, what are you going to do? You can't get blood from a stone. Well, here's the other question. They said that they're stopping or, or in some cases stopping providing the basic services. What happens when, no, they just haven't paid for those services yet. They're still being provided, but they just can't pay for them. Right, but what happens when those, the, you know, when people are, that aren't getting paid stop providing those services? You know, what happens when the road they just stop maintaining roads and the police just stop coming out and the fire service just lets things burn? Hey, Chicago Fire. Okay, so you know, well, they shouldn't do that. They're public servants. They should be out there serving for free. <laughs> Yeah, I don't yeah, know. That's not going to happen. No, that's a you great know, question. When do, when do people this? wake up? Is that what it takes for people to wake up? I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know how they're going to play this out because if they can't pay their bills, people are going to be upset. You're heading out, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson's I think going. That, that's, I'm out on a high note. He's <laughs> got to go back to Connecticut. And uh, when yeah. are you coming back to New Hampshire, man? Uh, as soon as right. possible. <laughs> right. See you back soon. Thanks for the uh, for being on the show tonight. Here, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. More about what's going on in Illinois because this could be coming to a state near you. More coming up, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in via the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us online, freetalklive.com. Hey, if you enjoyed this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money and reinvest it into the show and get on more radio stations around the country, bring more internet listeners on board, and expose new people to the ideas of freedom. And you get perks. You get uh, access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, forum. Get all the details. Get signed up. Major credit cards accepted. PayPal. Alternative options also available. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And you know, Mark, we just keep meeting the AMP goals early. Uh, one of the AMP goals, when we got to $7,500 a month, we were going to launch a satellite channel. <laughs> we're not even at $4,000 a month. And well, we already, we've got our goals and we're meeting them. Yeah, and, we know. already launched the satellite channel. So we did that uh, last week. We've been on uh, KU Band Satellite now for uh, almost a week. We started on Thursday. Uh, I guess half a week. We started on the first. So, uh, so whenever I get the ability to meet one of those goals, I'll just do it. I'm not holding out until we get there, but... Uh, so anyway, go head on over to amp.freetalklive.com, which means I need to rework the goals or something like that, rework the – in fact, I think I'm just going to kind of rework the AMP program, turn it into kind of an AMP program for both Free Talk Live and the Liberty Radio Network. That way people can support both Free Talk Essentially, Live. Essentially, they're together the same thing yeah. anyway. I mean, But that way they'll also be explicitly supporting all the other great programming that, uh, that we put out over at lrn.fm. Other folks like Gardner Goldsmith, who unfortunately couldn't be with us tonight, and uh, Stefan Molyneux and those folks. So – 
Uh, head on over to sat.lrn.fm if you want to learn more about how to pick us up on satellite. 800-259-9231 uh, as we continue here. Mark, you just distracted me so much during the break. I have a question, sort yeah. of a philosophical question. Yeah. And this occurred for me um, basically over the weekend, although it's been kind of uh, popping up. Uh, oh, we got the Illinois thing to continue. But anyway, go oh, ahead. Do we? So I, I guess I have this, this question. It's going on in my town, and there's this uh, gentleman who... Uh, apparently is running a farm and eh, you know it's kind of a low level farm and he's running it on uh, what they call recreational property which means that I, I think essentially you're not allowed to live on it i don't know whether you're allowed you're allowed to have animals on recreational property mm-hmm. or, or not according to the rules but it's it's causing a, a bit of a tizzy and it, uh, to some extent he's got it's it's his practices it, the other because um, i don't think he would have been would have really been called into question him violating whatever zoning rules there are if it hadn't have been about how he's um, this this one particular issue, so there's some kind of spring creek uh, brook. I don't know what you want to call it. I get the impression it is a year-round flowing body of water, but not large. So we're not going to call it a river. Mm-hmm. And he has dammed it up somehow, and then it you know flows over the dam and continues down. But previously had not been. But he's dammed it up as a uh, pool for the the animals to. To eat in and or drink in, and and you know they because they go in there and drink, they do all kinds of other things in it. So they've they've uh, contaminated like what's that like poop? Yeah, they yeah. contaminate the water. Yeah, um, and the people who are downstream of him have complained, and I guess I'm trying to figure out first off who's going to drink water out of a, a a flowing brook without I, filtering it first. Yeah, it seems like a really bad idea. You get this uh, disease. There's dirt called- in there. It's not just dirt. It's yeah. it's it's the other stuff, the giardia, which is stuff that comes from animal feces. Yeah. Just because there aren't cows uh, upstream from you doesn't mean that there's not some other animal that sure. has gone upstream. This giardia is uh, also known, I guess, as beaver fever. Um, you know, fish poop and you know. Water yeah, I don't think there's going to be a problem with uh, fish there or fish poop, but um, the water comes from somewhere, right? It does come from somewhere, yeah. but the fish aren't there. Um, but there's there's all kinds of animals uphill from um, wherever you are. Right, just because this one guy has animals on his property doesn't mean there's not a bear upstream from there or something like that or a moose. Sure. So I mean, or the, a duck or whatever. And I guess I'm I'm just kind of confused. Sounds this like they're picking on him. That's all. It, well, they are certainly picking on him, but they're finding this one particular activity of his that I I kind of find um, you know not okay. He's taken the body of water, he's dammed it up, and then it, it it's coming back down, sort of you know contaminated. Certainly with a lot more animal feces in it than it would previously. Mm-hmm. Now you would agree that if I lived upstream with um, from you and I decided to to dump uh, my sewage or something into yeah the the stream that that would be uh, you know that would that wouldn't be cool. Right? I like would agree with you. Yeah, that's not cool. a, okay. But who cares if a duck is in the in the water, or a few ducks, or a beaver, or whatever? I get the impression this. Well, I, mean, I think we're talking about cows, goats. Um, I cows and goats. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about when a cow goes uh, poo in the water, it's going to be <laughs> it's a lot. And when you're talking about yeah. a great deal, uh, several cows going right. poo in the water, you're talking about you know mucky, gross yeah, do they water. Normally, does a cow normally go to the bathroom in the water? I don't know what they're doing up there. Right. Let's, I, I'm just trying. I'm coming up. I'm imagining okay. what's going on up right. there, and and I'm trying to to find philosophically, you know, where it seems to me that it's okay for my dog. Like I have a dog, and uh, I suppose she runs out and goes for whatever reason, decides that that's a good place to go in the creek. You know, one one dog one time. What's the big deal? It's um, how many dogs do you have, and if you teach them all to go in the water, because I imagine these grazing animals are more likely to stand in the water and drink, and you know, than do what they do what they do, than 
uh, you know, a dog would. I just, I'm just trying to figure it out. You know, what's, where's the ex- line of acceptable versus unacceptable? And I, I, I would, do you feel like this is unacceptable? What's your initial response to this? I guess my response is that you probably shouldn't be that these people bought their land um, with the expectation that this river would be somewhat, uh, this this creek would be somewhat clean of poo, and if you double the amount of poo in it, that'd be one thing. But if you're multiplying it by 20 times it feels like that's a that's another thing i i don't know man i i don't think that and to me that's an issue that should be handled in court with some kind of dispute resolution organization that would be right for for some sort of uh, private arbitrator to make a decision on this and if i were the arbitrator i would tell those people downstream tough s i mean it's he's not polluting the river it's just some animals taking a dump i mean that's natural but if you're keeping the animals domesticated, it's not natural anymore. Right, but uh, but he's on. It's a farm. I mean, does that mean they're domesticated because they're on a farm? I don't. Yes, they are domesticated animals when they're on a farm. So okay. what if, what happens if you're keeping li- wild animals in cages? They're still, you know, I don't think that matters. This term domesticated, you're getting slippery now. I just don't see what the issue is. I mean, it's just a stream. What's the big deal? Things are going to go poo in the stream, and uh, other things are going to pollute that stream. Uh, unless you've, you, unless you're at the source of the actual stream, unless like you're at the the spring coming from the earth, I don't think you can expect to have clean water running through your property. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. It seems to me you're crazy if you drink this stuff. But I'm just wondering. It, it's clearly is an increase in the amount of uh, animal uh, matter in in the the stream is going to cause. The plants along the side of the stream is going to change. Wouldn't you agree that uh, the yeah it'd probably be healthier? Uh, maybe maybe it'll be different types. You know, it'll, it's going to change that. I I don't know. I just it it seems like he is unwittingly altering their property, and it doesn't seem like he should be doing that. You know. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there, and I'd like to hear what you think. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. These problems among neighbors can all, are always difficult because I'm sure these people upstream have their, their what they consider to be good um, uh, arguments. For one thing, he's got a couple of dogs that he lets run free. But as far as I'm concerned, that's, that's something that can be handled between neighbors. You know, hey, your dogs are coming to my property and they're scaring me. And if they come again, I'm going to shoot them. Right. Like, there's, a, there's an easy solution. You to that. also live out in the woods uh, and there are a lot of cow fields around there and it stinks. You, you've, got, you've got that kind of stinky farm smell. <laughs> there are some dairies um, yeah. in, in the general vicinity. So if you're going to move out into the woods, I mean, you kind of expect to smell poop all the time. What the hell's a big deal if something's floating through your stream? <laughs> <laughs> What's the big deal? It doesn't smell that it way in awful. every place, especially no, not if, there. Not where, every place. Where this if, is, there is no dairy nearby. If the, if the wind blows in the right direction, you're going to be able I've to never smell smelled it. it at my house. I don't mind the smell. I like driving through a dairy farm. I feel like it's the smell of American being productive as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, and I, what Reducing I find is insulting and disgusting city people talking about, oh, it stinks out here. Where do you think your meat and milk comes from? I mean, it's just it's 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 sad hey, to me. I like the meat. I don't like the slaughtering process. I yeah. mean, the, there's some things I like, some things I don't. So anyway, there you go. We'd love to hear your thoughts, though. I mean, how do you feel? Is it uh, pollution to have an animal take a, a pee in the stream above you know, upstream from where you live, or to have multiple animals? At what point do you draw the line? Is it all right for for uh, you know one animal uh, to have two dogs and have them pee in the stream? Uh, although I don't know, do do dogs normally pee in streams? 
My dog doesn't go anywhere near the stream when she decides to use the bathroom. She's got a little special spot that she likes to to frequent. So presuming you've got animals, a handful of animals that are utilizing the stream for uh, restroom purposes, and then you double that, is what's the problem? Was there a problem in the first place? Is there a certain poo per uh, you know parts per million percentage that is? uh, It seems to me like there is. Like there's there's some point. Right. Obviously, if you've got a whole stream of sludge flowing into your property, that's, there's a problem there. I mean, if it's if it's more poo than it is stream, I think you might have an issue. But I'd love to hear from you. Do you live out in the woods? Have you ever had to deal with something like this? Your thoughts. What are your initial reactions when you hear this? 800-259-9231. Because I'm thinking about offering this guy a certain level of support, and I just I, I, I want to sort of be clear philosophically before I go out there. I got you. See if you can help Mark out. 800-259-9231. We will continue the uh, disaster story coming out of Illinois here as well in Hour 3. You can bring up anything also. It's Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com Live, you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll free, and bring up whatever's on your mind. 800 259 9231. This is SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. And tonight it's Ian and Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features we give to you, you can go and get interactive with other listeners on our bulletin board system. Over 500,000 posts await you in what is a virtually unmoderated bulletin board system at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Last hour, for those of you just tuning in, we uh, shared a story from the New York Times, or actually began, began uh, sharing a story from the New York Times about Illinois, the state of Illinois, and how bad... Things are for their government right now. In fact, they couldn't even figure out the legislators left the Capitol this month without deciding how to pay 26% of the state budget. There's a deficit of at least $12 billion uh, right now in Illinois. There's a $5.1 billion red, I guess that they're in debt, $5.1 billion or something. They are in a real bad way. I'm not a financial expert, but the financial experts are saying the state of Illinois they can't even pay for, uh, oh, excuse me, the $5.1 billion is what the state owes to schools, rehabilitation centers, child care, the state universities. So the so-called, you know, important things that the state does, they are in debt, serious debt to their own organization. They can't pay out to the pension uh, people. that are they're, they're, The governor is proposing to borrow $3.5 billion to cover a, just a year's worth of pension payments, a step that would cost about $1 billion in interest. So he wants to borrow $3.5 billion from whom? I'm not sure. <laughs> Who would, would you loan the state of Illinois money at this point? I, you know, I don't know. It seems like, you know, the first, they talk about it being uh, a safe bet to loan to uh, government organizations. But at the same time, you know, I don't know. What, it's usually they, a safe bet because they have the ability to steal in order to pay back the loan. But once they get in real deep yeah, like this. Yeah, once they this, go too deep, then, then what? Right. So... 
I'm surprised that there's not mention here, at least yet, of the federal government stepping in to bail them out. Because I know that California was talking about that, going to the feds and getting something like $7 billion. Because, remember, the state governments can't print their own money. So they are literally stuck to whatever they can get out of taxes. Whereas the federal government, when they're in a sticky situation, uh, they can just turn on the printing presses or increment numbers in a computer somewhere. And all of a sudden, more money uh, comes into the supply, which is inflation that down the line causes things like increased prices and things like that. Uh, So the state governments don't have that ability, which means they are essentially beholden to the federal government. If they get in a real bad way and nobody's going to loan them this $3.5 billion, then they're going to look to the federal government, and that means that that $3.5 billion is going to come out of the money that's in your wallet. Even if you never actually take money and, and physically hand it over, Right, even it if you never out. stepped in foot in Illinois. Right. It comes out through the process of inflation. And so look for, the, look for it to go. That's my prediction, Mark, that it's going to go in that direction. And, of course, when the federal government gives them a $3.5 billion loan like they did with uh, the automotive companies, they mm-hmm. gave them billions of dollars, too. They take ownership. And the state government already is, is for the most part, owned lock, stock, and barrel by the federal government in that the feds hands out money and they put strings attached to that money that say, okay, well, if you want to take our money for education, then you have to do this and this and this and this and this. And uh, from what I understand, there's like 90% of the regulations that are on the government education systems come from the federal government. And Nothing's they only free. pay about 6% of the, of the budget of any given school board. Right. So 90% of the regulations for 6% of their budget. These state government people are willing to sell out every anything close to any kind of principle they might have had uh, in order to get their hands on just a little bit of cash. Imagine what they'll do to get $3.5 billion. Imagine what they'll give up uh, to the federal government. They'll sell their citizens like slaves. So I want to get back into that story here, but first let's talk to Countryman. Somebody has called with an answer for Mark. Uh, or at least some ideas for Mark. Mark has a situation in his uh, town where there's a, ma- a farmer who's dammed off a, a, a stream, and as a result, animals uh, may be going to the bathroom in the stream, and some people are complaining downstream about that. Uh, Countryman is with us, listening in Ohio to WAIS. Hello, Countryman. Hey, what's up, fellas? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I heard your story, and living out here in the country, you know, I got some insight for you. I thought right. I'd share it with you. I got an answer to the problem, but then also, you know, just wanted to generally philosophize with you guys about this issue of property rights. Sure. You know, the answer, now, now, this happens frequently. This actually happened on my place, too. We did the exact same thing to create a water source for the stock, right, the livestock. Yeah. Now, you want to have good water quality, not just in respect to your immediate neighbors, but in general. You know, nobody... Well, I think a fool would say that it's a good thing to have a lot of contaminated water. The answer, of course, is to fence the animals off from the pond and pump it from the pond over to a big trough in the pasture. Mm, you know, so sense. effectively, effectively, the farmer's just being lazy by letting his cattle or you know horses or whatever stock he's got get right in there to the water source. Because okay. generally, what they'll, what they'll do. It's nice and cool, you know, hot summer days or whatever. They'll stand there in the water and cool off and drink and poop and piss and all that stuff. You know what I mean? They don't right. care. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like Mark had indicated, you get five or six cows standing in a pond letting loose. I mean, look out, man. You know, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that water, you know. And it's not just about drinkability. It also has, a, you know, that big influx of nitrogen has a huge effect on uh, the aquatic ecology. You know, in the overall watershed. You know what I mean? Oh, so we got to good... let you go. I'm sorry. Watershed. We can't... He said watershed. Oh, he said shed? Watershed. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, it sounded. Uh, <laughs> we're, like what we're talking else. about here, Ian, got a little little fast on the on the dump button. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you know, a, a good farmer respects the land, and and good water is a part of the land. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So as a gen- as a general principle, he ought not let his stock be getting right up in that water source, and he ought to be. Pumping it over to a trough. But in many places, but in many places, I see that, and it makes sense what you're saying. But in a lot of places, uh, there are animals that frolic around in water, no problem. And uh, those, I see it all the time. I've I've seen it before. And what's the big deal? How how do you know that there aren't animals doing that upstream? I mean, you don't know, right? I mean, uh, just out in the woods. That's That's true. And that, that, of course, is happening to a certain extent. The only difference is with farming, it's an act of deliberate practice. Yeah. You know, where you could avoid. So if you were the arbitrator in this case, uh, countryman, you would say, okay, look, dude, you need to install a pump and and fence this off. Right. And the reason is this, right? I fully believe in property rights. Absolutely. Right. But here's the question. And this is where I, I would say maybe it's a gray area. This is where the philosophy comes in. How far do your property rights extend off your property? You know, and let me draw a quick analogy here. I had a little campfire out on my land, and the smell of the smoke went into my neighbor's property. Big deal, right? That's not causing any property damage. Right, no, no big deal, right? significant life disruption. Now, what if I was burning all kinds of garbage out here? And that was drifting over and clouding my neighbor's property. Now you're talking about potential uh, health effects, you know, who knows what that could be doing to their crops, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. so how far do your property rights and your activities on your property extend beyond your actual property line? That, I think, is the issue in terms of the philosophy of property rights. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I do. think that I think that the answer is is that your property rights don't extend anywhere beyond your uh, your property line. And then when things like what we're talking about, wind and air come in, uh, excuse me, air and water come into play, then it's kind of this uh, this this you have to to step into what's reasonable. And uh, countryman, I I feel that your advice is the most is, is very reasonable. I think so. Here. You make a good arbitrator. And um, I you know I I really do appreciate what you've said here and and uh so thank you i i, I will mention that to uh, when i talk to the gentleman thank you any other thoughts countryman yeah, i mean that's the simple answer you know and the reason being it's a basic respect for the overall quality of the land that you and your community live into you know what i mean so it's a it's a smart thing to do and it's a good thing to do and frankly most farmers that i know that is the general practice, you know, because other people downstream, they're probably using the water for their cattle, too. Mm-hmm. And so if you just contaminate it on every land parcel, you know what I mean? You're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. So you got to have sensible. that overall perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. Great job. Thanks, All right, country, y'all. Man. Take care. Thanks for the call tonight. Uh, and, and that's where, you know, that's where the, uh, the, the, the marketplace can come in. With arbitrators who actually know a thing or two about what the 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 controversy, in right? Because here I was trying my best to figure out why is this bad for the water for one, and uh, trying to figure out you know what what the solutions would be. He pointed out why it's bad because other, other people's animals might be drinking it downstream, yep. and B, um, you know that this and is the solution, a workable yeah. solution as well. More coming up here. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. This is Free Talk Live. 
On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. Whatever you want, dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there, including our listening options, live streams available around the clock, the latest episode of Free Talk Live running 24-7, plus our webcam listen lines allow you to listen in via your phone, Uh, You can call in as long as it can dial long distance. You can listen to Free Talk Live again around the clock. All of it's free at listen.freetalklive.com. That is listen.freetalklive.com. Governor's School is necessary to prepare young people for citizenship. After all, where else could you find a – could you – where else could a curious and creative individual learn how to be a meaningless part of a large uniform group of dependent followers who are constantly being watched, managed, and uh, told what to do? School Sucks Podcast is a show about the end of government-controlled education. Please visit the new site at schoolsucksproject.com to make a, make a profile, join the forums, and help these ideas spread. It's schoolsucksproject.com. We continue the story uh, from the, the New York Times where they're reporting on the dismal financial shape of the state, the people calling themselves the state of Illinois. Now, of course, as you know, state governments uh, can't go bankrupt because... Well, they're the state. Uh, they're a group of criminal uh, men and women who will just keep taking and taking and taking, and there's no end uh, to the amount that they can take. However, maybe there is. It seems as though there's no end, but maybe there is. Maybe there is an upper limit to how much they can get away with. Because right now, the state of Illinois is in a real bad way. Uh, the government, the governor is proposing to borrow $3.5 billion just to cover a year's worth of pension payments. They owe... $5.1 billion to rehabilitation centers, schools, child care, and state university, and more. Uh, 12 point, excuse me, $12 billion is their deficit. So in order to pay that $12 billion, they're going to have to do certain things. One, raise taxes. Two, cut spending. Three, take money from the federal government and thereby all of our pockets through the process of inflation. These are their options. Yeah, that basically. sounds like about it. And so they're going to have to do something here. And this, as this article here points out, the $3.5 billion that they, that they want to borrow to cover those costs, it's going to cost them another billion in interest. So they're going to get in another billion uh, as a result of that that they're You'd going to have to pay out. you think that they would just say, like, I, I think families across America have said over the last year or two with the economy downturning and people losing jobs and all that stuff, they said, you know what, we're going to tighten our belts. We're going to uh, you know, stop spending money on the extras and we're going to just spend money on the important things. And, uh, you know, they've, they've figured out ways to redesign their lives. You think the state could do this themselves, but it is it just seems like they can't. They've uh, all the stuff that they do. They, it just seems mandatory to them. We have to build these big, impressive and expensive government buildings. We have to. The kids have to have Olympic-sized swimming pools at school. They all have to have laptops. Yeah. Right? They're not responsible. I mean, the, the people that make the decisions at the state government level are not responsible ultimately for what they do. Right? So they can just say, "Yeah, oh, all these schools and the pool and everything, all that," and then they're out of office in two years, and it's hey, it's not my problem now. 
right? So they can spend all they want, and there's no fiscal responsibility on them for doing what they've done. And so then later on, you know, as is as is the case, the state government employees are put in a real screwy position where they can't do anything. They owe all this money, and they can't pay it. So that's what they're dealing with right now. Uh, they, according to Karen Kropp, Senior Director at Fitch Ratings, their pension is the most underfunded in the nation. They haven't made significant cuts or raised revenues. There's no state out there like this. They can't grow their way out of this. Uh, Illinois, by the way, every major rating agency has downgraded the state. Illinois now pays millions of dollars more just to insure its debt than any other state in the nation. As the recession has swept over states and cities, it's laid bare economic weakness and shoddy fiscal practices. Only an infusion of federal stimulus money allowed many states to avert deep layoffs last year. So I didn't even know that was the case. I didn't realize the feds did hand out money to the states. Apparently they did. So it's already happening. What uh, we figured was going to happen is already happening. A very tough decade. The federal dollars are nearly spent, by the way. Last month, local governments nationwide shed more than 20,000 jobs. Should the largest struggling states like California, New York, or Illinois lay off tens of thousands more in coming months or default on payments, the reverberations could badly damage a weakened economy and push housing prices down still further. Uh, In Illinois, the pain is radiating downward. From suburban Elgin to Chicago to Rockford to Peoria, school districts have fired thousands of teachers, curtailed kindergarten and electives, drained pools, and cut after-school clubs. Drug, family, and mental health counseling centers have slashed their workforces and borrowed money to stave off insolvency. And, of course, none of this is resulting in lower spending. They're just trying to keep things kind of status quo. But in order to do that, they still have to cut things. Yeah. and <laughs> They're still taxing people as much as they've ever done. You know, and they're, scutting, they're, they're cutting school programs when uh, I, I do believe the number that the, the caller uh, who called in earlier, her name was Lauren, call, um, quoted was, and I'll bet this is really close to true across the nation, is that half of the budgets in you know, state budgets go to schools, and half of that budget goes to administration. I'll bet it's absolutely true that they've they've got this 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 hierarchy of administration. When I went to a private school, they had uh, two vice principals that were over the basically the elementary. One was over the elementary. One was over the uh, the, the the high school and junior mm-hmm. high, and then a principal above them. That was your administration, and some I think they had secretaries. But there's your administration. That was it, and. When times got lean, you probably could have had the, one of the the principals step down and uh, you know just had two co principals or something like that. You probably could have cut one of them because they're not cutting administration. They wouldn't cut administration. Oh, no, they're important. Those are the people that that dis, dis designate the cuts. How in the world? I mean, really, the guy's going to say, you know what? My office is just superfluous. I'm cutting yeah. us. Me and my secretary and all of our bevy of workers home. beneath us, yeah. we're all going home. Illinois legislators more, by the way. Illinois legislators tend to plead victim to economic circumstance, and the state's maladies are considerable. In 2006, the Illinois unemployment rate stood below 5%. Now it's near 11%. And the percentage of long-term unemployed exceeds the national average. Major manufacturers have eliminated thousands of jobs, and the state ranks in the top 10 nationally in foreclosures. Five years ago, the Chicago suburb of Tinley Park issued about 650 home-building permits. Take a shot, Mark, at how many home building permits were issued in Tinley Park. Fifty. One. Oh, my God. The city of Rockford plans to close fire stations and lay off firefighters and indicator 180 impoverished seniors have lost their delivered meals. The Lakeshore condo towers in Chicago bespeak affluence, but there are so many foreclosures on the bungalow blocks of the southern and western Chicago that for sale signs sprout like sunflowers. Now, you look at uh, the mention here that 180 impoverished seniors have lost their delivered meals. 
this is the kind of thing that government people do, by the way. Whenever they're tight on, um, whenever they're tight on a budget, it's always, well, if we don't raise taxes, we're just going to have to stop feeding the poor and feeding the old people. Right. That's the first thing they go after. They don't go after the administrations or right. these, this, the, the, these piles and piles of management that are in between, well, the people that steal your money and the people that they give it to. The good news is that it's likely that people who care actually ended up picking up these folks, these old folks, sure and, and taking care of them, which is how things would be in the absence of the state. The whole idea that, well, without the government, the old people be dying in the streets, you libertarians. You'll have old people crawling through the streets in heroin vending machines. And uh, it's ludicrous because people take care of each other. It's what you call straw manning. People are generally good. And they take care of one another. In fact, they'll take care of each other better if you don't have a bunch of administrative bureaucrats in the way. And not to mention that poor people, uh, there's some poor people out there that are sort of feeding off of the trough of government. The ones that don't have to, that, 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 you know, that, that can work, well, they would go back to work and they'd do something productive. So that the ones that can't, then they'd have that whatever remaining pool there was. Toll-free number 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Perhaps you live in Illinois and uh, you're in the midst of what is a financial crisis for the state government people there. You're welcome to comment on whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. And join us on our website at freetalklive.com where all the features are totally free. You can enjoy stuff like our bulletin board system, our archives, where we can go back years now. Years worth of archives, all free for you. In our podcast, you can click the archives page as well and uh, download individually however much you want. It's all free. Freetalklive.com. You know, there's a, there was a time in my life when I was gaining weight uh, progressively over time. It wasn't a great deal of weight, but I could see the pounds piling on. And, you know, I just couldn't find the time in my schedule to, to get a gym membership and go every day or anything like that. I couldn't. I, I knew I wasn't uh, the capable of dieting. Um, I just I don't have that kind of self control. I I try to diet for half a day and then I end up binging and probably eating more than I would otherwise. Also, I can't take diet pills. Uh, diet pills uh, they, they they make me jittery. They they have stimulants in them. They don't work for me. I found a product that does work for me. It's called Lumathin Plus. Lumathinplus.com, and it works so well that, in fact, when uh, the, the particular product I was taking no longer was in uh, being manufactured, well, I had had a friend of mine make it for me, essentially, and I believe I've made it better, uh, stronger, and so therefore you have to spend less on it. It's uh, it's at lumathinplus.com. You can go over there and uh, you can see my little uh, pitch and hear it in audio form, see my uh, little workout outfit I'm in, lumathinplus.com. 
All right, so things are getting more difficult for the bureaucrats in Illinois. According to the New York Times, uh, they're having a real tough time. Billions of dollars owed to various different uh, government agencies and contractors and things like that. Uh, They are in the red big time, and there's not going to be an easy way out for them. Uh, because if they raise taxes, it's just going to destroy their economy even further. It's already in an incredibly bad way with no, virtually no growth happening at all in as far as home building, uh, jobs. People are out of jobs big time. Unemployment rate has more than doubled there uh, over the last few years. And it's just incredibly dismal uh, conditions that, uh, that they're dealing with. So what are they going to do? Well, uh, according to the New York Times, the state pension system is a money sinkhole and the most immediate threat. The governor and legislature have shortchanged the pension since the mid-1990s, taking payment holidays with alarming regularity. The state's last elected governor, Rod Blagojevich, uh, Blagojevich is on trial for racketeering and extortion. But in 2003, he persuaded the legislature to let him float $10 billion in 30-year bonds and use the proceeds for two years of pension payments. That gamble backfired. And wound up costing the state many billions of dollars. See, when you're in the government and you gamble, it's with other people's money. Yeah. And if it backfires, what's the big deal? Doesn't matter. You, you still get your pension uh, if you're the governor. Illinois reports that, it's, uh, that it has $62.4 billion in unfunded pension liabilities, although many experts place that liability tens of billions of dollars higher. Legislators this year raised the retirement age and slashed benefits. As we were mentioning before, just because you've got a contract with the state doesn't mean squat as anybody who's been in the military uh, knows they can change the deal any old time and do yeah you don't like it well don't deal with the criminal gang though changes only apply to future employees the legislature claimed immediate savings uh savings up front and reforms down the road said the comptroller it's just bad habits and bad practices more broadly illinois is caught between blue state convictions about social safety nets and a red state aversion to taxes For years, the Democratic-controlled legislature has passed budgets that are, in effect, in deficit. Lawmakers routinely skip around the state's balanced budget law with few consequences. Uh, According to them, the state's income tax burden isn't terribly high. Illinois ranks in the bottom half of states, and its government isn't terribly large, say they. So, no problem. Why not just raise taxes? That's what their (laughs) their answer is here. Let's just raise taxes. Even if the state cut out all family and human services spending... More than one half of the budget deficit would remain, however. And as Comptroller uh, Hines has retrained his attention on the public and nonprofit agencies that rely on state money, uh, he tends to roll his eyes at the notion that slashing alone is a solution. He says only the most delusional people think you can solve this without raising taxes. Mark, are you delusional? Well, he's right that you uh, – the problem here is schools. Uh, largely that that's that's their issue um these pensions certainly are another issue but what are you going to do about people's pensions are you going to stop giving them their pension when they work their whole life for the government i mean it's not a very uh politically palatable position well when it comes to schools uh, you know i mean obviously people are what about the poor people if you don't if you don't have state funded schools the poor people won't get educations as if the state's funded schools have anything to do with people that are poor. The, when I go to school, when I go to the public school and I see them, I see people that are driving cars that are far ni- nicer than mine. Mm-hmm. I'm sure living in homes that are far larger than mine. These are This is welfare for middle class people. And the idea that you can fund welfare for middle class people and expect your economy to function is absolutely economically the dumbest thing around. And I, I don't think there's a way out of this for the state. There is. Tell people that, look, 
you had kids, you can pay to educate them. Good luck. And if you're remarkably poor, if you make less than $15,000 a year, we will give you a voucher to send your kid to a school. Good luck. You have two years. In two years, we're going to implement this program. In in 12 months, whatever. You give them some period of time. 12 months, we're going to implement this program. You better figure it out now. Um, Also, with the public schools, you tell them, you you say, okay, we're giving these public schools to the people that work here now. In in 12 months, you will be given a a share of stock in the school Mm -hmm. from janitors on up to the principal. Everybody will get the same level of share because, well, obviously they're all being helpful. And then that school is private because the government isn't going to give you any more money. You own the building. You own the books. You own everything. You've got yourself a business to run. Good luck. And I'm sure that some of them will run them fine, and I'm sure some of them will run them into the ground and because be the government up by, somebody wants to buy right, the assets, right? And then somebody will buy those the building and and the books and all that stuff, and then they'll run a school, and they can run it. So it can be done. The problem is that there's been Supreme Court rulings, and and there's constitutional issues, constitutional so, mandate of education, and right, that sort of thing. Right. right. Uh, I mean, even in uh, states where they don't have constitutional mandates for education, like New Hampshire, the Supreme Courts have ruled that there is in fact a constitutional mandate for uh, education. Yeah. Well, so you wouldn't want to leave the children behind now, would you? Which children are you referring to? Yeah, I, because they're leaving my kid behind. My kid is being homeschooled and I'm cho- choosing to educate him and every time they take money from me to educate their kids, they're taking money from my kid to be educated. Mm. I'd love to have the $2,500 that, uh, that goes per year to be able to educate my kid. You're not talking way. about taking the, the children. You're talking about some people's children. People that choose to send their children to the government indoctrination center. That's it's not about all the children because my kid isn't being helped. He's being hurt by this. So we'll keep watching as uh, the just Illinois state government and the California government people uh, just watch it all crumble around them as they're near helpless to do. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen to them? To the what? The government, the government people. people. They won't get their pensions, I guess. Maybe. Let's get the sweet, sweet government paychecks in the meantime, though. I feel sorry for uh, any banks that actually loan these people money. (laughs) You got to be crazy. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Let's continue, though, and talk to Vince in Indiana. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Hello, Vince in Indiana, going once. Vince in Indiana, going twice. 1-800-259-9231. So, yeah, I think you're right, Mark. Ending the government education uh, system would go a long way to significantly reducing the burden on taxpayers. Of course, puts money in people's pockets again. They get to put that money where they think it's best. And I say cut off the pensions. Let people take care of their own folks. Let uh, let uh, individuals well, take care of their, their parents. I feel and- once the government's made a promise that it's um, much more uh, – the obligation's there. The problem is, to, to me – um, but they have to steal the money. In order I, underst- to pay. I understand how it operates, Ian, no doubt. Yeah. However, when you look at the the school system, I mean, is there really a promise that the government's going to pay for your schooling, your kid's schooling next year? I suppose it's as much as the pension. I don't know. I mean, the, the fact is, it's going down, people. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, you can talk about, well, we should get our payments this year, next year, whatever. It's but de- the United chairs. States is in insolvency. It can't bail out too many more uh, Illinois. Deck chairs on the Titanic. Yep. That's all this really is. And it's not even the deck chairs anymore. Now they're just arguing what, what song the symphony's going to play as the ship goes down. Make the popcorn. Enjoy the show. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. 
This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Libby's 100% Pure Pumpkin. Learn how to give everyday recipes a nutritional boost with the power of pumpkin at VeryBestBaking.com. When choosing fruits and vegetables, orange or yellow are your best bets. Vegetables like butternut squash, pumpkin, or yellow peppers are rich in nutrients that are linked with lower risks of certain cancers and heart disease. On the fruit side, cantaloupe, bananas, and oranges offer the same benefits, plus one more. Kids love them. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash YourFamilyToday. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything in these remaining moments. There's enough time for your call. Just make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. Amazon.freetalklive.com is the place to go. You enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is you're looking to buy, they probably sell it at Amazon, and you can even buy used items there, too. I don't know if you knew that, but now you do. Go to Amazon.freetalklive.com. Free Super Saver shipping is available on a whole lot of their brand new items, so always a great way to buy. Amazon.freetalklive.com. You start your shopping there. Free Talk Live gets a cut of the sale. As we continue here, uh, taking your phone calls about what you want. Nick is in California. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Nick. Yeah, so uh, you guys were talking about uh, Chicago or Illinois specifically and their, their budget issues. And yep. I'm out here in California. And um, what, something they've done recently, of course, they, they don't ever seem to pass a budget on time as they're supposed to. State budget, of course, we know government officials never do what uh, is actually, you know, what they're supposed to do. But it, either way. Sure, they don't um, have to follow their own rules. Who's going to hold them accountable? Them? And I think what's what's kind of funny about it is they passed last year's budget about four months ago, and then it ran out. And so then now they've got to pass another one, and they're always doing it late. So what they've done now recently is all state workers, with some few exceptions, are making federal minimum wage until they pass a budget, at which time they will be reimbursed, you know, uh, the back pay, hmm. but, uh, you, all these different, uh, they're, they're trying different things. I, it, yep. I think it, yeah, desperate is the word. In it's fact, uh, word. but so. apparently it's not as bad out in California. According to the New York times story, the uh, Illinois just makes California's situation look like no problem. Of course, California was a disaster a year and a half ago, so yeah. they probably got some infusion of federal money. And this is you know, true. Illinois is going to get theirs, and then they're not going to be as bad off as New Jersey. You, you, you fill in your, uh, you know, basically your big government Democratic st- blue state at that point. So, Nick, how long are you staying out there, man? Uh, um, <laughs> well, with, that sounded resigned. <laughs> it's always a difficult. It's a difficult question to answer, but. Um, you know, a couple of my friends that I was hanging out with down here, part of the, the Bay Area uh, Voluntary Resource Group, we were meeting every Sunday, and half of them moved up to New Hampshire for the Liberty Caravan. So really? kind of left here alone. There's, yeah, there's a few of us left. That's got to uh, be kind of a bummer, huh? Like went. having all these uh, great activists leave, like kind of the brain drain effect? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we haven't had near as many uh, meetups, of course, but um, they, were, they, were, they were definitely the, the inspiration for the group, so it was... It was nice, but... Um, I hear there's going to be another caravan like, out from California next year. There are people talking about doing that already. Yeah, most likely. For the, for the next um, uh, New Hampshire Liberty Forum, I think, is what I've already heard discussion about. And so, you know, who knows if I'll be able to make that one. I got a new job recently, which makes it kind of tough. But ah, yeah. uh, totally hopefully understand. soon. Very good, Nick. Anything and, else you, you want know, to share tonight? I'll be soon. 
Anything else you want to share tonight? Okay. That's all. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It seemed like you're, if you're in uh, other places, <laughs> you should be getting up here to New Hampshire as soon as possible because uh, things just keep getting worse uh, where you are. But if you got a new job, you got a new job, right? Yeah, there's advantages. You know, sometimes there's advantages. Jobs are, are an issue. Uh, family's an issue. Sometimes weather is an issue for people. I always, I that, to me, that's the funniest one. Having moved up here from uh, from Florida, and you know, that's understandable though. I understand where they come. I used from. to make fun of people up north uh, when I was. <laughs> I'd make, I'd be making telephone calls for the radio station there in, in Sarasota, Florida, and mm-hmm. you know, it'd be uh, winter time, and I'd be calling somebody at some advertising agency in New York City or where. And I'd and be say, fun at him. Yeah, sure. I'd, you know, what's the weather like? <laughs> you know, I'm looking, I'm looking out the window at some sailboats bobbing in uh, Sarasota Bay. It's wonderful yeah. here. <laughs> you know, and and I, I the the fact is what. They, they never did in return was during August when you couldn't go outside without having your skin scalded off of you and boiling like an egg yeah. in Florida. Um, you know, they weren't saying anything like, what's the weather? Because, you know, air conditioning, heaters, they're essentially the same thing. You stay inside in the, the, the summer months in Florida. So I think Nick is experiencing something that uh, is being experienced where I come from. Uh, you and I both come from the Sarasota, Florida area. And... There was, uh, you know, some folks that were meeting up on a regular basis down there to do liberty sort of things, which really ended up mostly being them talking about liberty, but not really doing very much. And uh, what ended up happening was uh, when we left and some other folks came up, too, because there's probably been about six people, I would say, that have come up from the Sarasota area that have moved up here to New Hampshire. A good amount of folks have. Uh, yeah, well, you're talking about liberty activists uh, for most areas. Six people is going to be a lot. Yeah. And so really it, it created kind of a brain drain situation, an activist drain uh, that has resulted in the uh, Sarasota Libertarian Party dissolving itself because they just. They couldn't keep it together anymore, whatever the darn state wasn't requirements enough people, were. Wasn't enough people to make going to Bennigan's worth it. You right, know? right. So now it's the Sarasota Libertarian Club and their website. All that work they did on the bylaws. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Oh. Were you there? You weren't there for that. No, I just, I've heard you talk about it. It's oh, just so silly. These God. clubs working so hard on their bylaws. Right. And I'm not, I'm not talking about the people specifically in Sarasota. I know what these organizations are like. I was in it. I was there for the bylaws, and it was just awful. I mean, they talk about when you watch a law made, it's what, like making a sausage or something yeah. like that? It's, it's bad. It's just, it's bad. Yeah, well, so, what doing bylaws is like making so an imaginary sausage by hand because so it doesn't even matter. Yeah. I mean, what's the point of the bylaws of the Libertarian Party know. of Sarasota? I don't know if we ever used them for anything. I think that I think that we spent like three weeks agonizing over the the bylaws and like, well, we need to put an and here and a comma there and remove that or and you know that kind of mini, mini uh, minutia, minutia, that nonsense. So you spent all this time agonizing over it, but would, I don't know if anybody ever pulled them out. Well, let's check the bylaws on that uh, point of order. You know, <laughs> no, I don't. Don't ever recall that happening because usually they the were busy were just, eating their Monte Cristo at uh, Bennigan's. Right. You know, I mean, it, what's, they're what was, chatting, they're chatting and hanging out and whatever. So which now is they fine. Do that. I mean, you know, it's just, it just, it, it just goes to show how many of these uh, liberty organizations and so many places. These, are, this is the one I had an experience with, and I'm not yeah. trying to to level any accusations and aspersions at them in particular. I'm just saying this is what it's like all over America. Your Ron Paul meetup group doing anything these days? Hanging out, chatting, whatever. I mean, where are the signs going up across America? Take back America, campaign for a mm. liberty, whatever it is that you're doing. I, I, I'm sure there are some, but compared to the Ron Paul revolution, I've heard the wind is out so- of that sail. I've heard they've got some good social meetings now in California. I've heard good, that's the case. Good, good. Oh, these things matter. Yeah. 
But it's been a brain drain down in Sarasota, Florida. They don't have anything left down there, and I certainly don't hear anything about what goes uh, what goes on in that realm. Have yeah. you, Mark? Have you heard of anything? No, no, I haven't heard anything. Go to, the, go to the Sarasota Libertarian Club webpage and look at the picture uh, thing that they have on their their front page. Every one of them's for, from before 2006, which is when I left. Now that's not not that's not me patting myself on my back. Well, maybe it is <laughs> because. You know, I was the one that was putting the money up to go out and do the outreach. I was the one buying the table at the gun show. I was the one buying the table at the uh, the gay and lesbian pride fest. I was the one buying the table at the... Uh, the you do like yourself a pride fest, don't at, you? I love the pride fest, man. That's why I was so <laughs> upset when I didn't go to Buzz's... I wasn't able to make Buzz's big gay dance party, and I was so upset about that. <laughs> Not that I'm much of a dancer, but I do like to watch uh, the... You know, I do like to hang out. Everybody with, likes to see somebody yeah. dance. It's, yeah. uh, it's good entertainment. The gays know how to party, let me tell you. Or at least some of them. The ones that go to the parties know how to party. Well, I'm sure is, there are gay people that don't know how to party and they don't go. This is the biggest gay, not gay party ever. You know, True. I mean, the majority of the people there were not uh, were not gay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you know, I was putting the money out to do those things and uh, putting the time in and getting people organized and and the best activists came with me to New Hampshire, pretty much. And the the ones that haven't come yet are going to come. There are still maybe like two or three people down there that are Free State Project participants, but they've got the the strings that are tying them sure. down, and it takes time to to get all that stuff. I un- understand undone. completely. I wouldn't so it's be get up worse. here. I probably wouldn't have been up here. Certainly not as soon, but I may not have been up here even now right. if it wasn't for the fact that my job essentially picked up and moved. And I intend I intended that. But but one thing's for sure: they weren't growing when I was there. <laughs> Despite all the activism and despite all the outreach and everything like that, the, the, the group wasn't growing to any significant extent. I mean, Mark, you, you'd pop in from time to time, right, to see what we were doing? You'd I pop care- in like once a once every t- couple of years right. or something. Right, when, 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 when you guys were running a candidate, um, you know, yeah. I cared about whether the candidates are running or not. And I don't know why, but I, you know, I wanted to see your candidates win. Excluding the election night party, which is unusually large uh, for, the, for turnout, do you ever notice any significant increase in the amount of people? Sometimes the faces change I don't a think bit. I was at anything really yeah. too much beyond the election party events. Right. I think I might have been at two events. You ever. and everyone else, apparently. Because nothing happened. And so it got so they weren't growing. And then when the activists left for the Free State Project, the the amount of people le- uh, was significantly decreased. And as more people move, the amount of people will be more decreased, making them even more ineffective than they uh, than they've ever been. It's got to be tough, man. If I were in their position, I'd be upset at the Free State Project. You know, if I were in if I were one of those guys that was like, I think we can be free in Florida. That darn Free State Project, they're making our jobs harder. Well, give up on Florida and get the heck up here. Anyway, freestateproject.org. Learn more about it. We're out of time tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us then and online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. It's been Ian with you. And Mark. Don't forget, go to sat.lrn.fm. Learn more about our new uh, KU band satellite signal. You can get it all across North America. See you tomorrow night, freetalklive.com. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. 
on your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.